Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fenoy, the voice of Lee Everett. And you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Laurie Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me. So keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to ZombieCast. ZombieCast. Hey y'all, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead. And I'm here to tell you, zombie cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this week. And welcome, zombies, to ZombieCast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie, episode 236, where I'm Sean. Oh, I'm Matt. I'm Norma. And I'm Ted. And thank you, Norman's zombies. on the phone or something. Yeah, and thank you, zombies, for another download of ZombieCast this week. We want to thank you no matter where you get us. iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. It's the best places every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern at allgames.com forward slash chat. Come over here and enter your name, enter the chat, mingle with the zombies, mingle with us here on the show. Or, you know, you go to ZombieCast.net, click the live link up top, and it'll put you in the same place. Uh, if you want to hear us live, but cannot join us live on all devices, Simply add All Games Radio on the TuneIn app, which is free, and on Amazon Echo. Look, guys, listen. Alexa, play All Games Radio. All Games Radio on TuneIn. Boom, it was that easy, guys. But oh, that's uh, easy, tapping something. Yeah, t- well, I, well, I got the tap up here. I got the, the Echo downstairs. But, uh, you know, Alexa, play All Games Radio. That's kind of cool, you know. It's uh, it's nice to be on live radio, but uh, we want to thank all the live listeners, all the feed listeners, all those guys. We do want to remind you guys to go to ZombieResearchSociety.com. It's the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. Go over there and browse all those news articles. And over on that front page, you can listen to the feed of ZombieCast of our past episodes. Uh, so we want to thank all the guys from the society over there. Mr. Matt Moak, George Romero, Zombathon, Dave Marks, all those guys over there. There's a full crew over there. But uh, we are the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. 
Facebook.com where you're over on the social medias. Go to Facebook, search ZombieCast, like our page over there. And over on the Twitters, follow ZombieCast World. Click the banner up top and follow each individual host as we love mingling with the zombies all week. And one zombie that we always mingle with is Mr. Onslaught himself, dude, which is on the show this week. Gabe, man, how are you doing, Onslaught? Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me on, man. Dude, that was a long and fast intro, man. Damn, yeah, I got it down pat, eh? He's good at that. Boom. Yeah, yeah boom, boom, boom. He's, he's good. Bada bing. Yeah, that's it. But, uh, dude, yeah. welcome back, thanks. man. It's nice having you back here on ZombieCast. Dude, it's been a while since I've been on. Thanks, yeah, for, thanks yeah. for inviting me, guys. So so your last name is Olea. So look, Ted, Olea. And Ted has been thinking all week. You know, we don't really know where oh, we have. We have the Olea. Yeah, me and Ted <laughs> had a meeting today. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Chile maybe. Chile, no. Olea from Chile, Chile, Olea from Chile. That was my only source. Was it right? Well, it actually means olive in Spanish. Oh, really? Well, it's it's kind like a derivative of it, not 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 direct. Yeah. So so Canada snow. America is hot, guys. Olea is olive. I got you. <laughs> oh, they're just going to say it's just hotter. Ooh, yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Caliente olive. Caliente. <laughs> ah, see there. there see there. My, uh, my world national skills there. I had to throw some Spanish in, guys. Bravo, bravo. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling, Sean, by the way? I saw on Facebook that you were... A little under the weather, man. All right, all right. I played a game this week, guys. You know, I was on vacation last week. I went on the ski trip. Didn't break no bones. Got back, and before we got back, the grandparents phoned us and said, "You know, our middle son Lennon has got the stomach bug." So, you know, I decided to make the stomach bug a game. All right. Okay. So, whenever there's sickness in the Freeman Kingdom, you know what? It's like duck, duck, goose around here. So, this is what we did. You know, I was like, you know what? The stomach bug spread so fast, we're going to pretend it's the viral zombie virus, right? Would I lose mm-hmm. one kid or the whole family, right? Mm-hmm. Can I protect the other kids from the stomach bug? So it got real serious. You know, we got back. I got out all the, you know, the, the hand sanitizers. I got out uh, all the spray stuff to sanitize everything. And today being Monday, all damn five of us were out of work in school because we were all throwing up. Oh, man. So I would have oh, lost, lost the whole family. I, I could not protect my family. Oh, yeah. That's Matt, the worst when everybody's Matt, sick. Yeah, But Matt, next time you know your kids are throwing up and stuff, man, just make it a fun game and see if uh, see if you can survive the Matt, Matt, bug uh, bug Learn Z-Virus. from Sean's mistake. You don't taunt. You don't taunt the virus. You don't, you taunt, don't taunt fate, man. Take it seriously. And I tried, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're not a part of the Zombie Research Society and a zombie cast and Global Pop Radio us. talking about zombies, but I failed. I failed, guys. I'm a failure. I don't know, man. You used to be on my survival list, but I don't know if I can be looping around North Carolina anytime now. Ah, Matt, you sound like, like your voice is a little deep. Are you feeling okay, buddy? Yeah, no, I've got... Uh, oh, my God. Oh, Matt's playing the game now. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had this crazy cough for the past like week. Sounds like genital warts, man. You know what genital award sounds like, eh? Yeah, dude. Well, it's just a specific <laughs> cough, so it gives it away. Yeah, it's uh-huh. the genital award cough. Yes. <laughs> genital award cough drops from Halls. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, is it just you? I don't let my genital awards get in the way of voice acting. How, mm-hmm. how are the little kids doing? I mean, they're not. They're feeling okay. 
Uh, I don't know. Little Winnie's starting to do this little like. <laughs> so I've been. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to talk to a runner too. Yeah, well. man, it's always sad, man, to have the sick little ones around. Say, so, Gabe, you're from the desert, man. I mean, do you you guys don't get like wintertime flus and stuff, right? Uh, you know what? The flu here is hitting pretty bad. But dude, yeah, we our high today was like sixty six. So we, I'll take we're, that. we're loving it, man. And then over the weekend, it was cold. But I, I'm sure our cold is nothing compared to your guys' cold. Yeah. You know, so, since we had you on last, is there any rattlesnake updates or uh, Gila monsters or uh, uh, giant, uh, like, giant like, radioactive like, spiders that live out <laughs> in the desert? Anything like that? No, uh, no, oh, no. Oh, 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 Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, did you ever uh, – Find the location of uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's house. I remember last time you were on, we uh, you were going to go. There was an old, there was an old man named uh, Ben Kenobi, and he was going to give directions <laughs> to Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's. Uh, is, was that me? Was that him? We might have been racist to another guest. I don't know. This is being statist. Statist. Uh, do you? Do you you encounter any drug lord heads on a tortoise crawling across the desert? Oh yeah. my god, that is oh, awesome. that was New Mexico, Mexico but that actually does, I think, happen here as well. Uh, <laughs> they take a drug lord out of the border, dude. Wander off into the desert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the most messed up thing I've ever heard. It is. No, that was in Breaking Bad. Remember they cut off. Oh, that was in Breaking Bad. That was in New Mexico, though. But yeah, definitely, we have the the cartel action going south of the border, just like that. So it's pretty bad, dude. Or it can be pretty bad, from what I've heard. Right. So, so Gabe, if I come to your house and I fall on a cactus, you would be able to get them all out real quick, right? You're good at this <laughs> stuff, right? You have to. Do it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, you'd be yeah. pretty much you'd be a dumbass to do it, but it, it can happen. It can happen. This if, is, Sean, if Sean was bitten by a sidewinder, would you be able to suck out the poison? Sure. Willing and Woody yeah. is. You know what I do have a really sad story though is that we lost our dog about our little. Uh, they called it a Chawini. Um She was half Chihuahua, half uh, Dotson, and we think that oh, within an hour nice. window, when we took my son to uh, football practice, that we think either a hawk or a coyote came in the oh, backyard geez, no. and took her away. Was this the little one you guys were just showing? No, no, not me? the one we just got. The one before her, yeah, and it was oh one right before her. God. It literally must have happened within one hour window. It's so sad. She was just out for like an hour tops. And wow. the neighbor said she heard like a really bizarre um, bark from this from the dog that she had never heard before. Because the dog never really even barks to begin with, and she heard like a really weird bark. We combed the desert for weeks and months and no trace and whatsoever. And after, after a week of combing the desert, you ain't found shit? You ain't found <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, dude, that was so sad to think that it could have been either a coyote or a hawk that could have taken her. Now, that Ted, now, Ted yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're speaking from the south. Now, would you rather have your dog stolen by an orca, killer whale, <laughs> or a hawk? Which would be worse? Uh, a hawk would be worse because I think I think the it would be dying at the hands of a hawk would be torture. I think a killer whale just boom you're gone. Doesn't the hawk drop him from a distance or something like that? I don't that know, a, man. Well, we don't. We're, we we're, like I said, we don't know what it was. But to think, of, I mean, think about it though. If you're just like a person wandering the desert and seeing this hawk have this gigantic dog it's carrying, dude. Even as as sad as it sounds, it's kind of like <laughs> I don't know. It was just, yeah. Part of me was like a little chuckle <laughs> a little bit, but I don't know. It, 
Maybe that's cruel. That's, that sounds cruel. That's Sorry. Not, so when, when did this happen, though? Uh, probably about five or six months ago. That sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah had, we had it for that. four to five years. Literally, it was a one hour window that we, she was out in her backyard. So is your we new dog a really, really big backyard? So is your new dog like like 150 pounds? No, she's even less. She's tiny. She's oh, no. Dave, you yeah, no, she stays in the house now. No, she stays definitely in the house. She's what they call a uh, – she's half Jack Russell, half uh, Chihuahua. So she's really tiny. All right, all right. Now, on the real, have you ever seen something deadly outside? Because I live in the south and, like, like we have eastern diamondbacks. We have – Oh, yeah, dude. I killed, killed mouse, quite a few rattlesnakes. So, so you do see snakes out there? Yeah, yeah. I've killed a few rattlesnakes in my backyard. They climb through they – climb, they'll actually climb over the wall. I would have a snake bite kit if I lived there. Just in case. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Snakes are not my friends. We have timber. We, I think timber rattlers and pygmy rattlers here also. But you don't ever see the rattlesnakes. And we do have Gila monsters here as well. Good um, Lord. Yeah, we do. Wow. Gabe, you got to join us uh, 10 minutes every week. This is this is <laughs> scary for the desert desert, yeah. desert research yeah, society the DRS <laughs> yeah <laughs> what we're gonna do what we're gonna do we're gonna ship Ted to your house he's gonna live in your garage he's gonna take your trash out every week because I hear a lot of people get bit by rattlesnakes around the trash can and so, we've all, we, and we've also proven Gabe that I am in fact in unkillable so yeah. bring it on I'll get bitten by all sorts of stuff it ain't gonna hurt, it ain't gonna affect me. Ted um, would be a good candidate for the movie Final Destination because nothing I mean, will I, get him. I, I wouldn't even try to avoid it. Alex. You're not going to get me. Well, we need a near death. <laughs> yeah, but you have so many near death situations. I'm sure near I'd have to. Experience. I'd probably have to suck the venom out of a leg or have to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Dave, I need you to suck suck my anus. Like, no, it's not, I'm not saying that as an insult. It's, it's serious. <laughs> get over here and suck my nuts. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> suck my nuts. But guys, later in the show, we got some reviews coming up of the resort, which was uh, recommended to me by Sean Iams. Uh, hold on, Chloe, go call your mom on Facetime. Weird, and uh, but uh, but uh, I'm going to review the the resort, which was on Netflix, a zombie movie, which Sean Iams Fuller uh, recommended me from Horribly Awkward. Me and Ted also saw Split, which we're going to be talking about. All right, without without without, without giving spoilers. Away. Yeah. W- without any spoilers. But there's, there's, almost a thing we talk yep. about. Gonna, there's almost a thing we're going to have to make them earmuff to just explain to the audience who wants it, wants it spoiled why it, when you find out what's going on at the end, it was like, yes. Yes. Um, so there might be an earmuffs moment. Yeah, I don't But just be careful because sometimes, Sean, you're like, oh, and that scene where the villain reveals himself. Like, you, ju- you got to be careful about these. No, nah, nah, you, you know everybody all at once. Uh, but 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 I, I will hold it because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, we're gonna get into some speculation of a uh, seven point five of The Walking Dead. But uh, sorry, Freeman Mommy keeps FaceTiming me. If you guys hear that noise, uh, but uh, first off, me and Ted are exploring the world, and you know what? We've been invited to a couple of cons. I will be at SuperCon in July in North Carolina, and Ted, you're gonna be at the con this weekend, right? Yeah, get me at a Days of the Dead ATL because they. Uh... I decided to stick around to watch the Super Bowl with my fam because Falcons never get to go to the Super Bowl. And just coincidentally, the Days of the Dead, Atlanta, and I was like, well, if I'm here, I might as well try to go. And they just sent us a press pass, so I'm going to go to the Stranger Things panel. And uh, I understand, like, pretty much everyone's going to be there except for Eleven. Uh. She's like the one. She's she's such big, big shot. 
<laughs> she's not going to be there, but whatever. Yeah. Well, is she filming something? Because I saw she was. Um, she's I'm in Godzilla. Sure she's like, oh, she's in Godzilla. Yeah, the new one. I'm sure she's like. She's going to take off now, right? So Of course. I mean, she's well, she, a talented little Yurchi girl. wants to be Princess Leia. They're going to do like a Princess Leia prequel, and she wants to be young Leia. Oh, which I think be young Ray as well. She would be yeah. young Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Young Ray. No, she, she looks definitely looks a lot like, like Princess, Princess Leia, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That would be good. Hey, I got a lot of love on my picture on Facebook. They, a lot of people thought it looked like Princess Leia. Yeah, you look. I'm sorry, you look more like the girl in in Rogue One, Norma. Okay, Felicity Jones or so. What what was her name? Her name was Ira Bell. Oh, Ira Bell. <laughs> Ira Bell. Then they took that scene out of the movie, assholes. No, no. Wait, uh, her name was... is Ira Bell. <laughs> no, I had a joke with Gabe. <laughs> we we went on for quite a while before the movie actually came out. In, in the okay. trailer, she says, "She says this is a, a rebellion, isn't it?" Ira Bell. So I started calling the character Ira Bell, like I-R-A. Like a rebel. Bell. And I said to Gabe, like, my favorite character is Ira Bell. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, Ira Bell. And he literally like, like, dude. He, he could make the connection. He's like, there's no character named Ira Bell. I like and then I said, here's proof. And I sent him a clip of her going, Ira Bell. <laughs> could be. What was her name in the movie? And then, that, then that was cut out of the movie. Jen Erso. Yeah, it was Jen Erso. Jen, yeah. I think Norman looks a lot like Jen. Your eyes, like if you just cut your eyes out. Ooh, and that's right, what I saw right, in the right. movie was uh, Norma in Rogue One. Aww. Maybe Norma can star in Rogue Two. Yeah. There you go. So so if anybody's at Days of the Dead this week uh, and find Ted, you know, he might open his wallet and give you everything in it. Just uh, just for the cash. <laughs> that kind of guy. Bonus prize, yeah. So, so that, yeah, I was looking at Days of the Dead, Ted. There's a lot of people that's going to be there, man. Uh, kind of wish I was going. Yeah, Sid Haig's going to be there. Maybe I can meet him again. I'm <laughs> I just saw cool. House of a Thousand Stupid. Corpses yesterday, too. There's a lot of people that show up in that movie. I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Hardwick, Rain Wilson. Yeah. A lot of people. It was, it was like Rain Wilson and Chris Hardwick before they were Rain Wilson and Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Yeah, that was back during the. the what, what was that? Sh- the, the show on MTV that Chris Hardwick Singled, had? singled Out? Singled oh, Out, yeah. Singled out. Well, he yeah. did Singled Out, and he vanished. He literally vanished for like like 15 years. He like just disappeared, and then suddenly it was like, holy shit, and that's that guy from Singled Out 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, was yeah. Jenny McCarthy with that, in that with him, too? Yeah, her, yeah she, she, she yeah, started, she and then it was the, the girl that was with Prince. What's her name? Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra, Carmen yeah. Electra, yeah. But, uh, but I'm excited, Ted. You know, I'm doing. I'm going to Supercon, like I said, in Raleigh in July, Raleigh, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, we were talking about me doing some panels, and then they, they wrote me back today. Mom's going to unchain one of your glasses. What? You took your medicine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, your medicine, Sean. I'm going to now. My stomach button. Your pee pee won't work. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's work. But uh, but but they brought me back today, and they were like, we were more thinking about content. How would you like to do a panel? So I haven't answered back. How, how would I do a panel on zombies? Like like the, like like they like want you to organize a panel? Yeah, me to organize a panel. Okay. Where is this supercon? Raleigh, North Carolina, in July. It's like July fourteenth through the sixteenth. Like, would you have to book the guests then, or would you suggest guests? No, I, I don't know if they were wanting me to do just like a 
a discussion on a discussion zombies? on zombies. Like me come out there and be like, yo, I'm, I'm Sean from Freeman from ZombieCast and the Zombie Research Society and this maybe is you can get a, like maybe get like a big screen up and get Matt Moak to Skype in and talk to people. Yeah, yeah, cool. that'd be, that'd be awesome. Cool. Zombie survival, yeah. like real real life uh, zombie survival skills. You know, I, I would rather just host panels, but I, you know what? I, you know, I got I would have six months to figure it out. But give me some ideas. Info at zombiecast.net. How how could I go about creating a panel talking about zombies? It's not like I'm part of the society or, or do a global radio show. I mean, I, I just don't know how – I would be lost, I think. I wonder if they can so, give you like a projector and you can maybe like have some, some of your guests Skype in and talk at the same time. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Make it a like zombie a Lou, cast thing. Like Blue Temple. In. Yeah. yeah have, that have, cool. have you guys – yeah, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be neat. Now, so, now Sean, tell us about the, the second panel you're doing uh, before that in April at uh, – uh, at, at, at you're going to uh, SurvivalCon and you're hosting a panel about the CRS. Tell us about that. Yes. Oh, no. Yes, I am. And it's about uh, it's about uh, <laughs> igloos and we're going to be talking uh, – Abominable uh, snowmen. Yeah. I better, be I better be invited to this. And uh, – What's sink the Titanic? What was that? Help me out, guys. Iceberg. Uh, iceberg. iceberg. We're gonna be talking iceberg. Canadian mating rituals. Yeah. I heard. I heard you have a. Uh, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you have. Uh, you're gonna do a seance to try to uh, get in contact with John Candy's spirit. I am. Um, and then, and then this is this is this is a secret, guys. Don't tell anybody. But I hear it's better than the real deal, guys. And and. I'm doing my research now, but uh, masturbation with beluga flubber. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Gates laughing. That's the best. <laughs> That's the best. Sorry. <laughs> it's really so, warm though. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, it's kind of like the you know sheep versus beluga. Yeah, he's actually going to be selling jars like snake oil, like jars of beluga blubber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from a from a from a horse drawn wagon. Pocket blubber, Freeman's jerk off butter. but uh, but I'm excited about Supercon. So I, 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 I'm gonna write them and find out more details of, of content or whatever. It'd be nice if they'd be like, "Hey, man, I'll, I'll fly your guys in and you all do a panel." That would be super. That, awesome. that would be fantastic. Awesome. Try to work that out. But uh, yeah, try to work something out. I don't know. You know, being back by the society. Uh, I mean, I mean. We're at our peak, right? I mean, we're in a good spot. So, yeah, I need to figure out how to do things like this. I'm going to WonderCon in March, too, up at Anaheim. And I think uh, they do a lot of Walking Dead stuff, too. Because I remember last year, Nicotero was, like, walking right by me and my son headed to the snack bar. So I'll try to see if I can snap anything, get anything over there. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. So Anaheim can come down and and, and meet me for the day. Yeah. That's, like, 20 miles. What's the big deal? That's I've right. been to several WonderCons. So, Ted, rumor we're going, has we're going it that Saturday. you're meeting Jaegers and getting a tour or something? No one told me that. Oh. I don't know. Let me go back here to chat. And let me read what I wrote. Read. Unless if Matt sees it first. But where was it? Keep going. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no one told me nothing. I don't know what you're talking yeah, you're locked in, Ted. You're locked in. No questions. Oh, see, it says I'll see Ted this weekend, bringing the whole family. Nice, nice, nice. 
Yeah. All right, Ted, let us know how that goes. Yeah. Wait, 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 you what? know, <laughs> James, what, what, go ahead. What day this week, like this weekend? I don't know. Yeah, he always goes the days of the dead. You know, when, right. when he was on Zombie Cast. Well, I'm going to be at, Z- I'm gonna be at Zombie Cast. I'm going to be at Days of the Dead Saturday and Sunday's the Super Bowl. So I don't know when that's going to work. Gotcha. But, uh, but, but yeah, I remember when Jagers went. He uh he was driving the celebs back and forth, right? So he got Danny Trejo and Tar Zombie. Well, he ended up repping himself as Zombie Cast back when he was on the show, and then AMC made him sign a contract where he couldn't be on on this radio show anymore. Which you know he's a frequent, you know, one of the big zombies on uh, The Walking Dead all the time. Jagers is, and he actually went out to dinner with, with Danny Trejo uh, on behalf of Zombie Cast, and, and in order for uh, him to talk to Jagers about pit bull, you know, people adopting pit bulls, this, uh, this, uh, society that he has, uh, he done some stuff for zombie cast. And that's kind of where you got, uh, the bumper at the beginning of the show, uh, this Danny Trejo, you're listening to zombie cast. So it was, that was all over dinner for zombie cast and uh, Danny Trejo days of the dead, Ted. Pretty cool. Yeah, if he's there, I, so if he's there on Saturday, absolutely. We need to find each other. Yeah, absolutely. He said no to our plan, just hoping to bump into him. So there oh, you go. Okay. Yeah. Get to meet Michael. Yeah. But, I, know, uh, I know. I know exactly what he looks like. If I see him, I met Michael before when we went to Atlanta. I've, never, I've actually never met him. No. Oh. You know, I, I felt so bad for Jagers here recently. Now, now Jagers, who used to be here on, here on ZombieCast, which we were just talking about from The Walking Dead, uh, he also does The Walking Dead tours out of Sonoy, Georgia, where we're Alexandria and uh, the governor's place is uh, there in Sonoy, Georgia. But it, it, they recently had a baby. And they didn't realize they were pregnant. And, and everybody who don't realize who Jagers is, he's the guy that was on Inside Edition, uh, Entertainment Tonight, all these shows. Well, he was on Dr. Oz. They flew him and his wife and his new baby, uh, which was unexpected, up to be on Dr. Oz, right? So he went up there in December and he filmed Dr. Oz. Well, they were airing it in January. Well, the day that they aired it in January, there was a snowstorm in Atlanta, which news right. cut through. And block the Doctor Oz show, so you know. Oh, that's it. Oh no. Yeah. Sucks. Uh, you know, like it was on here, and I and, and we watched it. But I remember him saying, you know, all all, all the the news reports and stuff uh, kind of blacked it out whenever they were doing all the news. And there was stuff on the barely a, barely any snow. Yeah, and and they hardly ever got any. Gabe, have you ever seen snow? Seriously. Dude, I, I think, uh, yeah, it, I think it snowed here maybe once or twice in the last like ten years. So, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, I don't see it very often. But you we not have far from like Tahoe and all, right? No, no, that's in Nevada. Yeah, no, I'm actually still I'm pretty far from there. I'm actually closer to Ted than I would be to Tahoe, like Salt Lake City or something like that. I, I actually know if you guys could just take trips. Oh yeah. Absolutely. No, no, we have parts. No, northern Arizona, um, like Flagstaff and stuff has tons of snow. But where I'm, southern Arizona, where I'm at right now, has no. we, we almost never get any snow. No, there's parts of Arizona that gets tons of snow, um, but but not, not, not where I live. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. So you, you, you could not be in the CRS? No, sorry. Okay, I was trying to I told you, you I'm in the DRS, Side Desert out. Research Society. <laughs> but guys, let's get into this Sunday. We got 7.5. Five of the Walking Dead coming in seven point five. This and Sunday he, on Super Bowl Sunday? No, next Sunday. Oh. It's next Sunday. I didn't think it was this week, is it? It's next Sunday. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. It's a week. 
it's two okay, weeks because I'm not going to be here next Monday. So I was like, it's two weeks from from yesterday. Okay, good. So I'll be here to walk about it. I thought it was this like February. No, nah, man, it's Sunday is Super Bowl twenty four premiere, yo. Premier. Yeah, they wouldn't put yeah. it there. No one would watch Walking Dead. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I might have just Nobody, skipped the, yeah. the Super Bowl. I've been out of the loop, man. Z virus here at Freeman Kingdom. I'm excited, though, because you remember that story we reported on where they said they're going to tone back the violence? Yes, well, apparently, they've stepped that back a lot. Ooh, said, like, no, no, we haven't. We're not toning down anything. I wonder if that even gets out and, they're, everybody's like, and they're like, no, that's a bunch of bullshit. Well, who started that? Well, it's the same with any yeah. new source these days. It's just someone probably said it offhandedly. I think it was at a conference, just someone speaking out of turn, and they just made a news story about it. Well, By the way, that has nothing to do with the quality of the programming we saw last season. It was the violence. I don't think it's because of it went. I don't think stock went down because of that. I don't think we just had no. really good stories. No, yeah. the first the first episode was amazing. I think yeah. there was a lot of people that were just like, "It was too gross. I can't watch it." What? Well, well everyone I was say, gross, but that was a turnoff factor. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, I've ran into at least five people that I know locally. Five people. Mm-hmm. One guy was a guy recently retired from where I work. And a couple of friends around the city, like I bumped into like a Taco Bell and stuff. And I'm like, hey, you know, telling them about the zombie cast, make sure they knew about it. Uh, you, you like The Walking Dead, right? And at least five people that I've ran into of seven people, say, just randomly run into, they're like, you know, I had to stop watching it after that scene. Oh, I was really? like, shut up. Oh, and, God. and yeah. I actually thought that scene was phenomenal. Not after the neck biting scene, not after like. I thought I would never run into anybody, but but at least five out of seven or eight people that I ran into have been like, no, nah, man, I gave it up. Well, I think it's because it was Glenn. It wasn't just some random nobody. It's, he was so sweet. And then he got – but it's also like the, the – a thing I've heard people had a problem with was like the the mockery, the same thing he did to Rick. You know, where it's like it wasn't so much like the, the gore. It was like the the, the – like the how mean he was like he's like oh shit your eye popped out oh that's gross you know like all yeah. that stuff and how the, the scene at the end with rick there was no gore but it was just the it, it just made you feel it, like the morbid sick. the morbidness the, of it yeah. yeah how morbid he is and mocking him and making him and rick's like snots coming out of his nose he's like <laughs> that's fair enough that's what made that scene extra creepy though it wasn't just a murder it was like a just a ruthless murder yeah but what about um, I mean, what about Noah's death? Wasn't that? Yeah, a pretty I still I still think pretty, that death bothers yeah. me more than the uh, Abraham and Glenn one. Yeah. Just because you saw the face get ripped off from the nose and, and the right, and the kids yelling, and he's looking right at Glenn. Oh, that still is such a creepy. That was haunting death, to me, man. and I was that it was, was me too. Unexpected, too. yeah. Right? So you know, well, again, my opinion on that's just because no one he wasn't Glenn, man. It was just because it was Glenn. And also, I think there's something also about human-on-human violence is a lot harder than zombie-on-human yeah. violence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it's I just Negan so, with but... such a, like, he's, he's Glenn sitting there suffering with his eye hanging out, and he's being laughed at. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, know, guys, we were just speaking scene. of Michael Jagers, and uh, he's in our chat now. You know, Jagers, he was recently, uh, he was in the Dumb and Dumber movie, uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. He was in... Uh, Anchorman 2 movie. He was in uh, The Cell with, uh, you know, he got killed by Sam Jackson. Uh, he's in the our cell? chat now, but yeah, he was in oh, The nice. Cell and Sam Jackson. I remember the day that he got killed by Sam Jackson. He's like, you can't tell anybody, but Sam Jackson killed me today. Him and uh, John Cusack. But he says, new scoop for you guys. Godzilla 2 and the new Friday the 13th reboot is gearing up for production here in Georgia very soon. 
So I don't know if that's a hint. Mr. Jagers might be uh, in some new films coming out, but uh, is he the new Jason? Ah, that'd be nice. Ooh. Is Jager going to be in a Godzilla costume? Is he going to be in a? Or is it going to be a new rubber Godzilla, and he's going to be in the costume? <laughs> like, like rampaging like through a model of Tokyo. Do you guys know if they're going to uh, eventually cross over the that Godzilla movie with that new Kong movie, like where they're actually yeah. going to fight? Are they? Yeah, that's that's what they're doing. I think. See, that's I wasn't sure. What, yeah, was that about. would be incredible. Yeah. Okay. I think so. No, I think that that's Kong, totally that right. Kong uh, movie the, really the new good. Kong movie is coming out. It's yeah, setting Skull Island. That looks yeah, really yeah. Good. That that's like a that they're gonna do that Skull one Island. and then Godzilla two and then after Godzilla two they're gonna go straight to King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, that's but, good. but you know, okay. I'm down with that. What's his name from The Walking Dead is in the new King Kong. We talked about that last episode, and also the new twenty four, which airs right after the Super Bowl. Oh, Heath Heath, Heath from Heath, The Walking yeah. Dead. He also played Doctor Dre, but but uh, so they're just gonna leave that just unresolved. Just he's. He's just gone. The biggest think? show on TV, they can't get the actor because he's doing bigger stuff. <laughs> you know, well, he I mean, has a chance. Well, like Unless he successful. filmed a death scene already and they just well, haven't he, aired it He gets yet. to do like a little bit, nothing, like every three episodes. Or he's in like yeah. every four episodes or five minutes of Walking Dead or he's the star of 24. I mean, I'd be like, ah, I'm going to go be on 24. Wasn't there an article that came out? There was a bunch, <laughs> bunch of articles a couple weeks ago that said the Walking Dead cast, they actually don't get paid that much compared to other stars. Yeah. Because like their on screen time, like you just knock it out in a day, right? Or not not a day, but in much faster time than most shows. Like if you think about it, like um Morgan <laughs> scenes. Yeah. But are they allowed to take work other places or are they under contract for that time? Do you know? That's a good question. Like can yeah. they yeah, that would suck if they couldn't take other work. Because they had to be there just in case reshoots and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't Carol, know. Carol, you know, well, Carol was like on what one and a half episodes, right? They they got to get better with this. I think I think the lack of money they're putting into the show is starting to. I think we talked about this to death already, but you know, the first half of season seven it was like they had an opportunity to go really into the set production and really like ramp up the scope of the show, and I think that was part of the thing why some episodes didn't land is because like you came across these new settlements with like five people in them. That looked like they just found like a school to shoot in, and it didn't <laughs> seem like these huge cities and armies. It just felt yeah. like ten guys and a Negan. Negan's gang was Dwight, and then two random dudes right. walking around for the first two episodes. And then, yeah, you saw the lunchroom scene where there's more guys in them, but you didn't actually get an idea of how big his army was until like the second last episode. True. So well, I know they kind of remedied that, but it was a little. It's like the, what we saw in that episode where where Carl was there. That should have been sh- like I, I've always said. Even if it was just one shot, there should have been the scene where uh, after Daryl escaped, he should have like gotten by a window and peeked out, and there's just like a billion people. Even yeah, if it was just one computer. shot, like they had to put money into one computer generated shot of a thousand people, and that yeah. and that would have been enough to be like, oh man, they really got a lot of people here. Well, they say the second season's going to make it all make sense. That's when Rick's going around and rallying everybody. Oh, bullshit. Hopefully hopefully okay. they're together. Now, Gabe, we haven't really heard from you through season seven. Have you been happy with the absence of characters, or do you like it when they're all on there? Or I mean, now that it's over with and we're not waiting week to week, do you want more of that or less? I want the episode that we saw where they were able to show a little bit of all the uh, the – 
pretty much show a little bit of all the characters at one time. Game of Thrones does a really good job of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think one of the, was it the second, the last Walking Dead episode did that right, where they showed everybody, or was it the I second think so. or the last episode? Last they really, it was like movement. they were like jumping to every single like the hilltop. They were showing the saviors. They need to continue to do that instead of just focusing on these one stories where one person goes off and tries to find. I mean, you can still do that, but still incorporate some of the other stories. It might be a little longer, but and it might drag out a little bit more. But it actually, it makes it more enjoyable for me. I I, I didn't love this season. Um, I liked it, but I didn't love it. There's a lot of episodes that were pretty forgettable for me. And then Negan, I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I just, I don't like the character that they they put out there. I think his stature, his size, maybe maybe the physical character of Negan they have. Um, the guy, the the, the uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's a great uh, personality, but the mm-hmm. stature. I mean, this guy looks does not look intimidating at all. He needed to be like to the size of Bane was, and no, not even that. Well, I mean, guy, like a muscle head. Like yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, like, like if you look at the comic book, Negan, and I don't want to do too much comparisons, but I mean, the big, dude's big pants net. were falling off half the time. If you looked when he was like turned around and then the whole swaying and stuff, that just, that really got to me. I know there was one episode where it just got to Normie really bad. And I remember listening to ZombieCast where he was, I think it was episode, he got to all of us where he was just annoying, just talking yeah, just and swaying. Oh. It was and, the and, Rick. It was the episode where he bullied Rick for an hour. Yeah. And a half. Yes, yes. That that episode drove me nuts. And and after that, it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. And I, he got better towards the end, like when he, him and Carl. That episode where him and Carl were interacting was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, I just I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this Negan. Yeah, that episode was uh, that episode did a lot of damage because I think. It was un- it didn't need to be ninety minutes, and it was just ninety minutes of him right in Rick's face with that big ass smile and that big ass chin going, "I'm gonna bend you over and slap your ass, Rick. I'm gonna yeah. do." It's on and on and on. See, I, I noticed that too, Gabe. Like, and I think we might have mentioned it, but it's almost like Jeffrey Dean Morgan's lost weight since the premiere episode of season seven. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's got because when he has his jacket zipped up, I kind of feel it, but like. Like how loose the white shirt was, like you said, his yeah. pants kind of falling. You know, for me, well, Egan was, was just had like a big neck, like like a wrestler. You know, just yeah. If totally you see, uh, if you see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the comedian and Watchman, yeah, he was pretty huge. bulked up. He was huge, and I think that was his character. And I'm thinking, well, why don't you, why didn't you guys do the same thing and yeah. ask him to either bulk up or stay <laughs> bulked up? If you're going to play Negan, I'm sure when they were searching for him, I mean, was that Walking Dead? Was that the was that the producer's intention? They usually tell an actor, "Hey, you need to uh, beef up a little bit, or you need to work mm-hmm. out." Or, I mean, was that their intention to get him to be this skinny? Because I mean, he's not intimidating whatsoever. The guy from Grand Theft Auto is more intimidating than him. But I think <laughs> oh, it's Travis. more yeah, Travis is more intimidating than him. But it's funny, you know, Gabe, you mentioned um, the Watchmen because the comedian character almost is Negan. Yeah. Like, same kind of psychotic, kind of like just uh, – But I felt – yeah, but I felt more intimidated. Well, he actually has that wit to him too that the Negan yeah. from Walking Dead does too. But I, I don't know. I just – there's no intimidation factor I see whatsoever um, in this walk – from this Negan that I see on the show. What about in, when he came to town and he, he offed um, – What's his nuts? Diana's son. 
Well, oh, that, was, since that, then, was that was dangerous. That was a hero moment. Was like, made me like Negan. No, was that the other one? Yeah, that was a one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I actually didn't mind that guy getting killed. Because yeah, Negan had a good point. He's like, this guy was pl- this guy was planning to kill you, Rick, and I just did you a favor. That's true. That's what I'm saying. He had signs of brilliance where he he was the Negan that I saw. And, I, and like I said, I don't want to be like compared too much to the comics, but. I want my Negan to be scary. I want the reason why we've been waiting for six, seven seasons for this guy to show up is to be impactful, like to be really scared of this guy. I'd be like, oh, what the hell is he going to do now? But I just there's certain episodes where he just didn't do it for me, and I think those have stuck in my mind, and I really haven't been able – it's not believable anymore for me. It's so less like charismatic, of it more scary? Less charismatic, more scary, but more more intimidating, I guess. But at the yeah, same time, being a little bit – um, charismatic as well. Maybe the other way around. I think he's right now. He's more charismatic and less intimidating. I would rather have it be more intimidating and less charismatic. I think so too. Like I want to see like like a Joker, like a Heath Ledger's kind of Joker psychotic kind of person. Yeah, where it's like he could go off at any minute. Yeah, like and- the governor. Like the governor was charismatic, but he also was physically imposing. Like we, I've said, yeah. like right, he looked it, totally different, and too. he wasn't a big guy either. But he looked like he could kick the shit out of you. He was, he was, yeah. a, he, was he was thick, and I and me and Sub were talking about that. How I was like, you know, I think if you look look at it, if you took away all the bats, you you put the if you put Negan and the governor just in a in a pit and said you have to fight to the death with your bare fists, I, I think the governor would beat him to death. That's yes. just my opinion. Would beat ne- would beat this yeah. Negan to death. That's because three. Negan's main thing is that bat. He doesn't have a physical appearance with his own body. He uses an animate object to really yeah. do his work. I mean, uh, the governor beat Rick to death. Technically, the only reason Rick lived is because Michonne, that backstabber Michonne, yeah. uh, stabbed. It. But he, Rick was dead. Like fought twenty more seconds. Rick was Rick was a corpse. But but if you look at the comics, you know the governor was more like Dwight with dark hair and a patch on his eye. Yeah, yeah. he was like Tom Savini in a GI Joe outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you, like, yeah, that that that's spot on there, Gabe. Exactly like that. Tom Savini. But you know what? He he, he was like, like I mean, every like time I see G- that comic book character, I think of Tom Savini as the governor. That would have been good. He looked like Sex Machine from from Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah with the with the. The crotch revolver. And if you think about it, when you see Jeffrey D. Morgan playing playing as Negan, it makes you wonder like how this scrawny little guy got to power. I mean, if he's not intimidating to us, well, I mean, what's to say he was? I mean, how did he even get to to rally up these guys? I mean, what did he do in front of them? Or how? I mean, the Negan in the comic books looked like he could beat all, all of the Savior's ass by himself. Whereas this guy looks like he can get his ass kicked by any of his followers, even Dwight and, and Travis and stuff like that. Looks aside, though, I mean, he's he's got a very he doesn't budge on his moral not his rules, right? So I think he, he I think his attitude is intimidating, and I think like he holds everyone to the same rules, and it's just momentum, right? Like he just has to intimidate a small group of people, and that stuff grows. He's kind of he's he's like a legend amongst these people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm willing to give the second half. Maybe he, maybe they'll change him up a little bit, but um, I don't I don't know. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of him. Jay, I asked Jager, I was like, have you ever worked with Negan? He said, I've never uh, worked with Jeffrey, unfortunately. Which I, I know he's been working on some other TV shows and stuff, Jager's has. But, uh, you, you know, it's, I, I love The Walking Dead, and I could sense, you know, I, I, I sensed it before. I, 
by the same time, I guess people were complaining about, you know, just the absence of care. Yeah, you know, I don't want them to kill themselves. But surely in the cutting room, they, they've maybe it's because they know what's going to happen that they don't see the drought in in the in, in the storytelling. I don't think there was a drought though. Well, not a, a lot drought, of story. But like, the but number like, the numbers showed there was some type of drought where people just weren't watching it anymore. But in quality, well, I mean, claims they had they had the same amount of viewers, just more people were watching it digitally and on the on online. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, that that's might what be they it. claim. But we'll see. I don't know. That could just be saving face. Yeah, yeah. Do you think people are are Walking Dead fatigue overall? Like with zombies? Are zombie fatigue. So. Yeah, zombie fatigue. Yeah. And, and I don't want to be because I don't I don't want to see it end. I I still love the show. I complain, but I mean, we we are media for for stuff like this, you know, and, and to kind of talk the brass tacks. But I, I I don't know, man. I like it whenever they're all together. So tell, what do you guys yeah. really think? You think in two years, two two more years, and then we're done with it? I think so. End I'd end like to see ten more years. I, I mean, what we're going to realistically, story I think it's going to end at nine or ten. I think it's well, going to end at either season nine or ten. Yeah. Jager said, "Do you think they jumped the shark with the Negan reveal?" No, nah, the whole show mm-hmm. is about the Negan reveal. I think Negan had to show up. Yes, eventually, yeah. and they did a good job—not this current season, but the last season—bringing him aboard. Because Negan, I think we all agreed. We talked about it. Negan, I think, represents the person Rick is turning into. Like, do anything it takes to survive, even that means being brutal and kind of breaking your morals. So, Negan is Rick taken to his natural conclusion so i think this is like the villain of the whole series mm-hmm. now after that i mean you can go the comics they've got like the whisperers and they got a whole other stuff that's been happening but i don't know i've heard they want to continue this well into the next like century basically well i think uh, after all out war i think the whisper war that just is going on right now in the, the whisper comics, war <laughs> i think yeah i think it's actually going to come a lot faster than i think it's going to come a lot faster than yeah. it did in the comic books. Well, he said the whispers. He said, but uh, did they do it too soon? I don't think so. I mean, what is it? Season seven, season eight? No, not too soon at all. Yeah. I mean, we are deep into this story as it is. So if they waited any done? longer. Yeah. Well, we might have even seen hints of the whispers already when that one trailer with the, uh, with the zombie that looked like something out of Cthulhu or whatever, that one that had spikes all over him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we also saw that one person that was in the lake. Um, the the, that feet. Lake, the lake house, the, just the feet. The yeah. feet. Yeah. That could be Heath. Yeah, but because you got to think, <laughs> at, at the rate, like Jedi of Light says, it would be interesting to see uh, what they do whenever it catches up with the comics. Because you got to think, you know, Negan's, the big Negan scene was, was issue 100. And that was... What is the first season? How, how many episodes were there? It was like 16 times 5 plus 5 for the first season, right? Is what like that? 80 episodes or something to get to Megan. Is that what Maybe. it was? Maybe. 16 times 5 plus 5. Because it's 16 episodes per season for 5 seasons. No, 6 seasons. No, 5 seasons. <laughs> it's 16 times 5 plus 5 for the first <laughs> First season was just five episodes. Sixteen times right? five would be eight, eighty, I think. Sixteen because sixteen is five. They have, uh, yeah, it's, it's eighty. 80. Yeah. So eighty. That's eighty-five <laughs> episodes. Yeah, I did math in my head. I can do things. So that was well, eighty-five episodes before, or on the eighty-fifth episode, we saw Negan. 
which would be issue 100 of the comics. But, you know, sometimes comics are weird because, you know, it, you know, out of, you know, 10 pages of the comic, you, you know, you might get one setting if, if the writing is good. And The Walking Dead is good for that, you know, like for when Shane died. Uh, I think that was issue six of The Walking Dead. Three or six. Yeah, they went in one big circle to get to Shane dying, but ultimately it kind of ended up the same way it did in the comics. But they're just going through a different route. So Yeah, which Carl shot Shane in the comics. Spoiler. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm going to send I, you guys I, something in our secret chat. You guys could check out what the issue looks like for this week's uh, Walking Dead. You tell me what it – I mean just Jedi, it, I think it kind of shows something that might be coming up in the comic book. So. And Jedi just sent it in our little – 25 cents, right? Like this week's is uh, twenty five cents. Oh, interesting. That's cheap for a comic. Yeah, check that mm-hmm. out. Huh? That's not Negan either. <laughs> oh. No. Uh, that's, that's that's this week's issue coming up. You know, I would that? like to see like Rick. That's Rick. You think so? that's Rick? No, it is. Yeah, look at the hand. No, it's Rick. Wait, yeah. where's it at? It's in our secret chat. On Facebook? That's the issue for yeah. That's our that's the issue that's coming out for this week's. If you're listening and want to spoil it for yourself, it's easy to Google. Just yeah. Yeah. yes. What's it? What issue was it? Uh, Jedi it's Blade issue one sixty three. Conquered is the storyline. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, just them trying to put the two together, and just kind of like this is what they or Rick is. Is Rick going to become Negan, where he's like beating people with a bat? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I figure a bromance he... is brewing. Yeah, or he makes Negan a part of like his little henchman and, and kind of <clears throat> becomes the male alpha. Yeah, they, are they are they like they're like two men sharing the same lady, but the lady's Lucille. <laughs> and do you do you think we're never? You think Negan's going to die? I'll take from nine to twelve. You take from seven to five. Matt, do you think Negan's going to die in the show? Or do you think he's going to be put in that prison that Morgan made? Yeah, like the. I don't know. I feel like the show is going to gauge reaction, fan reaction. If they feel he's overplayed, I think they could definitely kill him off. I think maybe by him purposes. keeping Carl alive, maybe we're starting to see a little bit of a swing where yeah. it, it maybe being able to justify him staying alive for quite a while. Because in the true. Whisper War, there's there's like kind of like an alliance in a way. Yeah, it's like my enemy is my. Or enemy of my enemy or Keep whatever. my enemies close. And my, yeah. Something like that. closer or something like that. Yeah, no, he doesn't die in the comics. Sorry. Yeah. That's been out for yeah, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. I hope he lives forever and eventually kills everybody. Kills Rick and the rest. Well, here's the question. Is All Out War going to conclude at the second half of the season? Or are we going to get to break out? I think it will. Out? I think yeah? it will. Okay. Because if it does, then it could be a really, really good, I mean, second half of the season. Yeah. But Heath plays a part in that All Out War too in the comic books, so hey, maybe he's not maybe he's not quite gone yet. Was that woman camp place in the comics like the one that Tara went the waste of the episode where Tara went to that <laughs> all female uh, settlement? Do you remember why are you, being, why are you being sexist, Matt? <laughs> I right? said a waste of an episode because of Tara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But do you think Rick's going to gather that group to go against Negan too? It, there has to be some reason they had that episode. Yeah. No, they have all the guns. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be Hilltop. It'll be the Alexandria, and then it'll be these women. Whatever it was, whatever Fentville. their comp. 
Boobytopia. The lesbian, <laughs> le, le, lesbia, les, lesbianica. <laughs> I'm, trying of, I'm trying to think of a name. Lesbiopia. Lesbiopia. Did they give a name for the women that marched on Washington last week? We could just call them that same thing. The Lesbiopia March. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, well, that would involve Tara giving up the secret, right? Because that was the whole thing. Yeah. We'll let you go as long as you don't tell anyone where we are. Yeah, maybe they just like they convince them, like, "Hey, wow. we're gonna we're gonna get back at at at." I got it, Jaggers. We'll, yeah. we'll get back at uh, we'll get back at Negan as well. But you just gotta fight with us or something like that. Strength in numbers, maybe. I'm just saying for something I just saw. Maybe we'll be getting to that cover quicker. And <laughs> uh. Then uh, we think, Gabe. What if they, um, what if Tara goes back to those to those women and pleads with them, <coughs> and yeah. then with their consent, you know, she gives up their location or they come. Whatever it is, I hope it's a two minute scene and that's the end of it. Yeah, no, and no more cheesiness like running away and not getting hit by any bullets because that was just that was. Just I hope crazy. I hope Tara just says, "I'm going to go negotiate with this people." We have one <laughs> never returns. We have we have one scene where Tara walks into. Oh, I met some people. I'm going to go talk to him. And Rick says, that's a good idea. Bye. And she just runs off, and we never see what happens. And then, like, like 37 episodes later, she shows back up with the, I got him. It's like, oh, good job, Tara. Are you just here like, at the kitchen? She just hasn't been doing anything. She's just kind of kicking around. <laughs> I feel don't, bad. Don't repost that, Tiger. It's not the it's not the actress's fault. It just Tara's such an uncompelling character to me. I just I, I, and all the way they keep, they keep trying to make her happen. You know, stop trying to make Tara happen. It's not going to happen. I think they're trying because now that I don't know they they need somebody. You know who was our female grounder that we lost? You know what I mean? That's Michonne, isn't it though? Michonne uh, yeah, and Sasha and um, what's her nuts McGee who was in love with Abe. What's her guts? What's her nuts? McGee? Rosita. Rosita. <laughs> Rosita. So you got three women who are already doing the, you know, warrior role. Like, where, where does Tara? What does she bring to the I show? Don't, there's got to be something that she brings. I, I don't mind Tara. I just don't like maybe when they give uh, maybe she, we're, we're gonna, things. We're gonna to find do. out she's Greg Nicotero's niece or something. <laughs> She's listening right now, just a tear dropping down her face. It's not your fault. I just I feel the writers haven't found like a reason why you exist in this group yet. Greg Nicotera. Greg Nicotera. Well, Greg maybe she's Nicotera. like the she's more normal, right? Like she's more like you and I, where she's not really a fighter. She's more just like surviving. No, I think if Matt, I think if you and I were in, in the zombie apocalypse at the point these people are at, we yeah. we would be we would be drastically different people. Yeah, I hope we, so. I'd, I'd be uh, we'd be down there scalping people and pillaging and <laughs> plundering and doing all God. God knows what kind of mischief we'd be up to. They'd be like, "Oh, it's Ted and Matt." Hide things, your have Ted. things have changed, motherfucker. <laughs> we'd, we'd, By be the like, way, we'd be like the war boys in Mad Max, like hanging off the hoods of cars. Yeah, to Valhalla. <laughs> Witness Give me. me. I spray your teeth, Chrome. As we walk into Alex, <laughs> I'm trying to think what, what we do. Like our king is a uh, instead of Immortan Joe, we make our king is uh, Freeman. Yeah, Freeman, Freeman's our king. Freeman Joe. Freeman, Freeman Joe. <laughs> Freeman Joe. And we have, Freeman, man. And we spray yeah. our we some we spray ourselves in some way to like look like him. <laughs> we spray our faces so you can't see our faces. Yeah. Oh, our thing is we hold our phones up. Like the road warrior. 
Yeah, our phones don't even work anymore, but we, it's ceremonial that we go, uh, he, Matt, he looked at me! If our Ken Freeman looked at me! He, the I phone faces are coming. Mahala. Gather the villagers, the phone faces are coming to me. <laughs> Oh, that, I, I imagine like yeah, millions of people salute Freeman. He's like Freeman gives a speech. They go, remember that scene of Machete where they all raise the machetes when he gave that speech? They go, oh, <laughs> oh, and they all put their iPhones in front of their faces. <laughs> he's, he's got a he's got a crew of zombies that have phones like surgically attached to their mouths. And Tedekin will be the only one who raises a hatchet. No, no, no. I have, no. It, it will be like the W's, except they find. Rick and the gang are like, we found these zombies with iPhones. They were no, nailed to their faces. They were nailed to their faces. The Freeman clan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Freeman, we Freeman. will have a Canadian clan. Uh, Freeman. Freeman. Has when, his own uh, little, like, little when the zombies come, as well. when the zombies come and we die, do you promise to personally deliver us to Valhalla? Yeah. <laughs> To the shores of Valhalla. Life yeah. is good, brother. For good. <laughs> life is good. They got to me the other day. He's like, when you say life is good, that means you're ready to strangle somebody, right? <laughs> that means you've had enough to hear whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can never tell so, sometimes. My buddy Brundage said that when we were on the ski trip. He's like, so if you ever tell me you dig, you you really love the Brundage, that means you're ready to kill me, right? Like, <laughs> That's why when you say I love you all, it means I want to kill you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but bring back Norma. She's my property. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, dude. I, I, I gotta know, man. You've been. You keep Norman Angie in a vault. Yeah. <laughs> She's in the basket. Salute the basket. But Ted, dude, you, you've literally been twenty minutes from the sets of The Walking Dead, man. And you haven't visited yet. You are you, are you gonna maybe be able to swing by there or? First of all, it's not 20 minutes. That's a bullshit. Every time you say it's 20 minutes. But I was going to go, and then the ice storm hit, and I didn't go, and then oh, I just had... muffin. Yeah. Are you back home now? No, because I'm staying for the Super Bowl and Days of the Dead. Okay. But I will be... I don't know. It's like, I just feel I'm going to go down there, and it's just going to be nothing. It's going to be exactly the same thing. Be like, all right. All right. Yeah, but you still get the experience, and your mom would would really like that, especially since she she's to watch. She already it. said she doesn't want to go because she's already been. Oh, okay. Tell her I'll come in her spot. Then. I'm just saying I could I could go, but it's it's like a three or four hour round trip thing, and just to get out of the car and go. All right, looks exactly the same. Can't walk down there. Guess oh, I'll go. Man. Yeah, if I live, if I was there, man, I'd be there like every other day. Uh, Nick, well, you're yeah, but you're a crazy person. You go to Nick and Norman's. Yeah, me meet. too. You, you take uh, Ma Ma Tedek in there. Yeah. Was Jagers? Ma Tedek in there. Jagers may have ate there. I heard it's a pricey place. Jagers, if you're still in chat, is uh, is Nick and Norman's kind of a pricey place to eat? Are we talking fifteen, <laughs> seventeen bucks average, or is it like Ruth's Chris, eighty bucks a person? Because I've heard people say that it's pricey, but you know, for me, pricey seventeen bucks could be pricey. To, like you, you know what I'm saying? Could be super pricey to some. The Acres have that uh, that zombie cast Walker uh, discount. Yeah, you might. If Norman Reedus has killed you on screen, you get a discount. If that don't work. A handgun works, Ted. Eat what you want for free. I, I, I didn't mean to say that, but you know. <laughs> Sean, call Gabe back. He. Uh... 
I'll did Gabe drop? So I'll pull Mr. Onslaught back in. Drop. Gabriel. We got to talk about split and uh, make, make Matt earmuffs. And yeah. me, I need an earmuff too. So we're pulling Has, Gabe uh, back Shamalan in. Shamalan returned to form. Was it a, was it a sandstorm oh, there, Gabe? Maybe. All right, talk about split. And if they Gabe, need to earmuffs, just give me some... Uh, uh, you, you're, you'll have to earmuffs for like uh, uh, a minute towards the end. But uh, you want to talk about split, I'm back, Sean? I'm back, I'm back, sorry. Yeah, but but first, before we talk about split, I, I just want to take two minutes and, and talk about the resort. Mm. And I, I, I don't think any, any of you guys have seen the resort yet, right? I started watching it, yeah. I have what's, not. What's, what's it on? Netflix? It's on Netflix, and, and it's under the new release things. And, you know, Sean Iams Fuller from Horribly Awkward recommended it. Said it was like Jurassic Park with zombies. I watched the trailer, and I was like, eh, this could be like a B movie. But once I started watching it, the zombies look good, and it, it kind of had a B feeling when it started. But the filter of grain of filter of film that they used, Felt like it could have been in a the theater, Matt. These ha- some production value. That's what I. It was uh, too, and the, um, just like the way they shot it too is like, oh, this is actually, yeah, you're right. This could have been in a theater. Yeah, and uh, you know what it's based on is this post zombie apocalypse, and then they, uh, you know, all the zombies are gone, but uh, there's a lady that's been hoarding zombies on an island, kind of a place for people to take out frustration. That well, the, if you lost loved ones, you know, if you lost your all your loved ones to, to zombies. You know what? This is a place where you can go and unload and unleash bullets shredding zombies. When all goes wrong, whenever you have a health nut, peaceful person wanting to free the living zombies. And uh, it's kind of the premise of the story. Jurassic Park with zombies. But, Matt, you're right, dude. I, I thought uh, I went into it with an open mind to be like, eh. it, you know, sometimes B-movies – on Netflix, it's easy to fast-forward through the talking parts. <laughs> yeah, sometimes on B-movies, really, I fast-forward to it. Well, maybe see yeah. boobies or something. But uh, <laughs> but this one, it kept me interested. Me and the boys watched it. Uh, you know, it, it was uh, – I think the zombies were like Walking Dead quality. Like the zombie – did you see the zombie, when the very first zombie of the movie? Yep, yep, yep. Whenever they brought her in on the leash on you know, with uh, – w- uh, holding on with the stick, and they brought him in to kind of demo what the zombie looks like. Yeah, and I thought it was just as scary as any of the, the Walking Dead looking zombies. I, I thought the What's production value was there. And it's hard to get a good premise for a zombie movie now. And I think it was a neat premise. It's uh, like you said, I mean, it's just uh, it's an island where they've made a sport out of like, we're going to drive you into this place full of zombies, arm you up, put you with some professionals and just you can go to town. Yeah. And, and I, I dug it. Yeah. And the way the way that it's set up in the movie is like whenever you go to Animal Kingdom. Like when you go to Animal Kingdom, it feels like you're you're driving through the lions or you're driving through the hippos. But if you look close, there's gates. Yeah, the animals. The lion, driving uh, through the hippos. What, what, well, like like whenever you go, it, it, you it, <coughs> you look close at Animal Kingdom, the fences are there, and the fences might be a set of rocks where you're like, all right, the hippos really can't go over these rocks. We're really not in there with them. It's just the settings of it, and that's the way this is. But then, kind of you know. There's always a, a hippie somewhere wanting to to free the living or you know to, to set something in stone and, and it all goes wrong. But you know it's on Netflix. If you got Netflix, it doesn't cost anything. It's the Resort R E Z O R T. Oh, uh, Gabe, dude, I really think you would dig it. Ted, yeah, no? I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. check I'll put it, it up. 
my cue. I need to check a new uh, zombie. For <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, well, it's like New Zealand, maybe Australian. Yeah, with the definitely, accent. it's definitely. I thought Australian or New Zealand, and I feel like it could have been like a theater release there, and it got bought by Netflix. We just never got it, or something like that. Yeah, Netflix is getting a lot of horror movies. Um, they're buying. They're going to like. Uh, like film festivals and buying a lot of horror movies. Like they just put out that one clinical that I haven't watched yet. They put That's out a, pretty, a very, a very, very low key one called a, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house, which was a very, uh, it's like a ghost type of story and it's very just calm. It's a, it's a good movie to put on when you just, you're trying to take a nap. Oh, is that <laughs> like the first, is that like the ghost <laughs> story where the ghost is telling story? Clinging behind the couch. <laughs> no, but so, I watch, no, I think, isn't that the one where it's like, it's the point of view of the ghost. I think I I can't remember. It was a while ago I watched it, but it's you know it starts out really slow. Like it's like a black background and a girl walking yeah. in the blackness. She's like, they say that when someone dies, and the whole movie That's is just one. this total relaxing. Like you just want to fall asleep. That not in a very bad slow. way. It's just very low key and relaxing. It's like it's like you would put that movie on just to go to sleep. It is a super slow burn. I don't. Netflix doesn't always do a great job of advertising what movies it has like mm-hmm. it, it picks like the worst pictures to put up there and the descriptions are really generic so i've like i've just completely bypassed a few movies that i've come back to and found out they're great only because like they chose a picture of like just a random house and just said, yeah like, what's up with the netflix thumbnails looks like just some guy that works at netflix just photoshopped a shitty picture yeah, yeah. and the description will be like some people have dark histories but this man's about to find out his is darker <laughs> and like it could be like the best movie on earth, but that description just turns me off. So I, I think now, I would do a good job. But they're playing live trailers now with every movie, which is better. I watched yeah, episode pretty- one of a series the other day, a Netflix original, and, and kind of dug it. I was kind of lost. My dad was telling me to watch it, but it's Sense Eight. Ugh. No, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Eight, uh, Ugh. Uh, that's the Wachowski brothers about everyone's connected uh, everybody's the, yeah there's like eight people connected in the world like like uh, a person will think it's raining and it's not raining that you know even though they, they're feeling the rain somebody like in in africa it's raining and they're picking up their senses but they can all see one another through mirrors and i, I don't I, know I, I don't know it's weird dan said it takes a good two three episodes to get into it you, you know, know what that's I what like, they said about the OA, and I'm like, man. I love the OA, by the way. Uh, uh, what I found with Sensei, it really felt like they were trying to be global. So, like, the characters come from, like, India, or one's, like, a, like a transsexual. But it's all, like, they're very stereotypical wherever they come from. So, like, India person's like, I'm having an arranged marriage. Dun, 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 dun. And, like, it's, it's just every story is just very much, like, whatever you the first thought you have about that culture, that's their storyline. It's like, uh, it's just, I don't know, very eye rolly to me. I'm having an arranged marriage. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, say that, that again. Man. Come on. Ching, ching, chong, chong, So, Ted, Jager said, and you might run into Jager Saturday, and he he probably points you in the right direction, but he says, uh, uh, Stranger Things is, uh, one town over from him. Which he lives in. Jager's lives in Sonoya. I know they film Stranger Things down near Sonoya because there's been a lot of videos of uh, Millie Brown screaming at the Walking Dead set. Like she, she walks over there and yells at the at, at Alexandria. Well, maybe and, and uh, yells vegan lines at it. Maybe oh Jager's can point you in the direction, man, to uh, get some photo ops. I know you love on location type stuff. 
are they all going to be? Is Winona is Winona Ryder going to be there looking as loopy as she did at the SAG Awards? That was a little weird. Wait, right? You know, if they're filming now, because I'm not going to say it was Jaggers, but me and Matt were in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and Norman Reedus was filming that weekend, and a guy named Maggers was. Was there? Yeah, a guy named Nagers was there. And- <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Nagers. Let's, uh, let's, whoa. Let's <laughs> hey, no. We're not. We're not. We're not having that type of talk on this show. Well, <laughs> his accent kind of. But, but this like, was this this, this was way after it. the filming. But but I was like I was like what you know they're filming three o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know Rick and and everybody's going to be there the next day. And and later after it filmed, we got photos from the set, and I think it was the night that Rick bit the throat out of the claimers. We for, we also were the first uh, people on Earth to see Alexandria. Remember, we were yeah. there last time. We were there. They were building Alexandria, and like, yeah, yep, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Across the street from, uh, oh, we were the first person on Earth. We saw it before the construction workers saw it too. Well, they're blindfolded. They're killed after the construction. Yeah. They just like <laughs> the window builders build the windows and they're killed. They're like they're like medieval workers who are uh, yeah. they'd have to they'd have to build like a fortress and they were killed so they could never reveal its location. Right. So we're the first human eyes to actually see. Yes. It. Yes. Oh, Jagers is in Locust Grove. It's about forty-five minutes from Sonoy. What do you mean, you people? What, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm thinking. Yeah, back we hear what you me. said, Sean. Nagers. Nagers. Oh. <laughs> that, that sounds. That sounds like uh, Dave Chappelle saying, "It's the Nager family." Nagers. <laughs> this is a track. You don't I don't even think. Man, what was I thinking? That's, doesn't that sound like Clayton Bigsby saying it? Yeah, it does. Morning, <laughs> <laughs> Nagers. Anywho, I smell Nagers, Matt. You watched a series uh, of unfortunate events, you said? I did, but and Norm, I wanted to get back to that. But Gabe, haven't you played Resident Evil 7? Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, yes. Then we will I'm, get get, I, I'm getting the bug to play it, but I'm trying I, to play it. Dude, Ted, this is your jam. Awesome. you got to play this game. It looks like P.T. It doesn't like. It looks like P.T. mixed with. Uh, it's like House of a Thousand Corpses you're playing the game with this family. Awesome. It's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty. It's very paranormal type. Um, scary as shit at the beginning. I'm like, I'm like four and a half, five hours in. Um, it's really good though. Man. I've been really avoiding good. any like. I haven't watched the digital foundry video. I've not watched anything because I, I, the images I see, I'm like, this looks. Does awesome, it have all I'm, the uh, previous I, characters from the games like Joe Valentine? Uh, and whatever no, else, no, not at all. It's it's, it's, it's not good. even really a Resident Evil. It's game. not even a Resident Evil game. It has no ties. I don't think it's got some of the things you do similar, like have to put something on this to open this. But other than that, there's no uh, sim- there's no so game- uh, ties into the to the other games. The gameplay looks very much slow first person. You might encounter an enemy every once in a while. Is that what it's like? Mm-mm. It's uh, oh. it's. Well, the, the pacing's really good, and you, you're constantly engaged in different um, – like you'll go from being one character, and if you find something that you have to watch, then during that – see, I don't want to give too much away, but – The demo you, habit. Then you end about. up being that – have to be that character that you're watching just for, cool. for like a small portion. You, you like go inside the videotape and play what's happening. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. and in order to, to finish the videotape – you need to uh, you need to you need to fi- finish the puzzle and get away from something or whatever. 
But I just don't want to spoil too much. Well, but well, Jager says in fan. chat, Gabe, he says Resident Evil is Resident Evil meets Outlast while yeah. being chased by Walter White. Oh yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of Outlast to it as well. If, I, that's what the demo. Yeah, I, I really want to play it. But play I, at uh, night in the dark with headset. I don't know why. Play it. If you have if you have really bad motion sickness, there's a there's a prompt in the options to say camera wobble off, so that you can actually turn it off and it's not as uh you, you won't get as, as is this as on all systems? Sickness. Yeah, yeah. It's on PC as well. Sean, you gotta you gotta give it a shot, man. You'll if you're looking for a good story so game, now? this is really good. It's out yeah. now, yeah. Don't know Just why go to the Red Box it and Red 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 Once when, when it has nothing to do with the previous games. Well, there's zombies in it, I guess. Well, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. same combat system, right? Jagger said it makes you think while creeping you out at the same time. I definitely. Hmm. I, I was kind of like I've never been a big Resident Evil guy, but this is not. Like, I loved uh, Call of Duty, the last Call of Duty, because it wasn't Call of Duty. It was like Starship Troopers, the game, or some yeah. shit. Now, Ted. And I, I thought it was badass. Is there well, a way? Yeah, that was fantastic. That we can get Senior Bracewell playing this, no. Mr. Senior Bracewell playing this, and you film him playing it. No, it's not. That's, I'll tell you right now, that's not possible. Wow, she'd probably be into shit. it. <laughs> I like listening to Matt Lash. Sean, they, you need to twitch yourself playing this game, man. I'll jump. Wait, Jager's the same, man. I, uh, I might get spooked out. Ted, I'm surprised this wasn't a day one get for you. Me too. Well, I, I, I kind of play one game at a time, and I have Dead Rising, and I haven't gotten to it yet. So I'm going to beat that, and then after I'm done with Dead Rising, I'm going to play Yeah, I'm on the third boss of Dead Rising 3. I'm almost <laughs> at Dead Rising 2. <laughs> I just beat some Asian guy, guys. That was a year ago. <laughs> you know what? That was like two years ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they've come out with a couple of Ultimate Editions since then. All right, see, I, I got bumped by my kids, right? So I had an Xbox One. Then I bought another Xbox One and went into Ashen's room. Well, my Xbox One screwed up, so we got an Xbox One S for Christmas. Now, Lyndon has that in his room, and I got a 360 downstairs. I got to get me an Xbox One on my it's own. your kids to share an Xbox, goddammit. Kids, right? man, taking over the kingdom. But yeah, you know, I grew up loving Resident Evil. What what was the song that they played on the piano? Do you guys know? Chopsticks. No, I don't know. You're out, Norma. What was it, Matt? Ding. It was uh, Elton John's "This Is Your Song." <laughs> Ted, Crocodile Rock. In the first Resident Evil, they played a song. What song was played in C minor in Resident Evil One? Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah by uh, <laughs> the Moonlight Sonata. You guys don't remember that? Whatever. Dude, yeah, I was like the Moonlight Sonata when that game came out. I never really played the first one. I played the first one a little on PC, then I got the uh, the the HD version from Capcom <laughs> a year ago, and I even then I was like, yeah. And then I didn't play two. I didn't play three. I beat four. Like four, four is still I, one of the best ones. Yeah, is that the over-the-shoulder one on Wii? Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, then it was on. It was on. It was only on Finally, now it's on everything. You used to mock part two all the time. The opening scene had that truck driver. And he'd be like, "Why did he bite me? Why did he bite me?" I also beat five, and then I didn't play six because everybody says six kind of killed the franchise. Well, that was more the action adventure one. Six. That was like a. Yeah, it was like, like an action movie. Like, yeah, it, it didn't look like a devil. It looked really bizarre. But this one looks. Uh, I've always said Outlast is like one of the scariest games ever, and this is. I, I saw an image of you like at a dinner table with a crazy Texas Chainsaw family, and I was like, Yeah, I want to 
Okay. That's what I said. It feels like like you're sitting with the family from House of a Thousand Corpses or Devil's Rejects. Do you think this uh, is uh, I that one? That was good. I mean, I hate to say Tiger is kind of right, but do you think this was another game? <laughs> and then they're like, okay, let's just call it Resident Evil because I it doesn't look. Think it's got the R yeah. for branding, and that's why they maybe called it Biohazard because that was the Japanese name for it in yeah. in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it's just I don't know. So was it called here? If it, um, it's Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Okay, and right. what's it called in Japan? Resident Evil is called Biohazard in Japan. Okay, so not even Resident Evil. So it's probably called Biohazard 7. Maybe it's called Biohazard 7 Resident Evil over in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Into into you guys. Now, now whenever you used to play Resident Evil 1, there there were other games like that, like D. You remember D, which was Dracula? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They they were all puzzled. Now, this is seriously pre-internet. So that and Tomb Raider was out back then. Yeah. Tomb Raider one, and it, and it was all based on the puzzles, right? The impossible puzzles that, that, that you would spend literally six hours trying to get one puzzle. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, now I haven't played a puzzle game seriously like that since back then, pre-internet. Is it too easy to go to the internet for the? Oh, absolutely. For the or not? Well, but it's so, easy to that, go, that but you you want to like, try to I figure it out yourself. This fucking part. I cannot get past it. And, and sometimes we would drive to the action video because they had a cheat. They, they had the book there <laughs> just to look up one part. Or call the Nintendo line. Yeah, yeah the Nintendo yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Or get a game you genie. Or you'd have to go to like uh, electronics one, boutiques to look at the walkthroughs in the. Oh my gosh. That used to come out. Yeah. Or crack open an Nintendo Power, the cheap yeah. section. Yeah. But now I think it'd be like one, two, cheat. One, two, cheat. One, two, cheat every time. Yeah, you got to well, resist the puzzles I've gone. You got to stay away from the internet, right, Matt? Oh, yeah. The puzzles I've done up to four hours in are, aren't particularly hard. So um, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't run like into that. something like that yet. Jager so. said the puzzles are pretty basic. Yeah. It's a, and it's only like a 10 hour game from what I went to, uh, again, there's a website, howlongtobeat.com. Mm-hmm. And they say the game's like 10 hours, so it's not overly yeah. long. So it's, it's like a game. Ashton, a three day. I think I'm just going to rent it a red box, or I'm going to borrow yeah, it. Yeah, just, just, just do the red box thing. That's the thing. It cost me it. $90 to play this game because I can't rent the game. So I'm just. You uh, would love this game, thought, man. This is I know game. I would love it. We should split it. We should pay half and half. I think all you zombie cast guys need to. What would it cost you to get it? Like, I'm sure you get like a. I'm sure you get like a CD key for cheap on Steam or something. Yeah, forty bucks. On I'll Steam. play this week. I may even go rent it after this show. Give it a shot, Sean. Seriously, you'll you'll be sucked in like an hour in. You won't have to like wait. And right. you're you're literally like playing right away. But at the same time, you feel like you're watching a movie or or being part of the movie. So it's it's really cool. It's got some. It gets creepy right away. I'm, I'm gonna play it after I finish. Finally, finish. I'm gonna finish Dead Rising. Four, and then that'll be my next game. So do you do you have your Xbox One there in town, or does your mom then have one, Ted? No, I have. I, I always bring my own. <laughs> they uh, because I mean, hell, we got seven, eight red boxes within a mile of me. So yeah, I, I'm gonna do that. But yeah. the game, the gaming setup here is not is, is pretty awful. So I, I kind of would rather wait till I'm back home and kind. Of, is there any of the like, sidewalk my like good stuff? The turn around moonwalks because I love that about Resident Evil where they did the arms and they moves turn around. Well, you this one's first about. person too, Sean. This one's first person, so I mean, but even though it was, even 
know that that was something that pissed you off whenever someone was attacking in Resident Evil? Was it not a signature thing, though, whenever you would turn right and, and you know, like the arms would be moving and it would kind of be like a moonwalk in a circle? Yeah, they had the, yeah, yeah, that you never awful. could yeah. aim right. You'd be like, oh, shit, I'm shooting, shooting left, shoot right, shoot right. Pop, yeah, pop. well, a lot of them were over the shoulder cameras, too. Well, one, one two, yeah. and three had the awful tank controls, like where the character yeah. would, you know, walk the, the room. The rooms were pre-rendered, and you would just walk in, and it's like you'd press down, but you'd go up. It was all kind of hard to get used See, to. See, I just turned 42. How old are you, Ted? 37. See, that's that's the, the age gap, because I was... <laughs> Playing the age I don't know. Part. I was out of school. Me and Freeman Mommy was together, so I was 19. 19, probably, when Resident Evil came out. How, how old are you, Gabe? 44. So I'm surprised you... So did you play the first one? Yeah, I played it. Okay, dude, I've been gaming. Well, that I've been makes gaming sense why life, Ted dude. didn't play the the first two or three. Because well, I didn't. I didn't have a PlayStation. I had a I had a, a Nintendo uh, sixty four, and it didn't it, come to that. The second, the second that, yeah. one did, but Ted, yeah, Ted, 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 Ted was still elementary. <laughs> Matt was in Matt was uh, in preschool when that came out. You're not that much older than me, jerk. <laughs> but, but but what I'm Matt saying is camp. like like when the when the PlayStation come out. <laughs> Gabe probably, like, you bought your own PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, I specifically you know, I, remember bu- buying it with Battle Arena Toshinden was my first game. <laughs> oh, I, I think, think we Arena already moved out. I, you know, I was getting booty then, Ted. Yeah, I was one of those guys. <laughs> I was getting booty when you were getting booty, buddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> was getting booty back me, in school. Me and Freeman yeah. have been together 24 years this year. Dating, you know. Awesome. Same, same, same here, honor. buddy. It's me and my wife as well. And, uh, we were We dated nine years before we got married. So, awesome. yeah, so Sean, split. 7,000 times. Yeah, let's talk about Split. Yeah, let's so talk about split. split, which is a new movie that came out. And, and as we're talking about Split, one of my most my, – my favorite class growing up, and I'm still friends with my teacher, uh, my, my classes with psychology. He taught sociology and psychology. I took him for psychology. And in psychology, we would – some of our assignments would be – Put up wet paint signs around the school and take polls of how many people touch it. You know, we, we would use the mind to force people to do things they didn't want to do, right? So we would put up wet paint signs and we would make people touch the wall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You put up a wet paint sign, there's going to be someone that walks up to, just to see if it's wet. Is that kind of like the kick me sign on the back of somebody's back? Yeah, but, but okay. it's, it's, it's called reverse psychology and we learned a lot about reverse psychology. But but it was fun things like that that we would do. Like uh, he would bring telephones into class, and there would be stupid local polls, and we would all set the polls because we would literally call a thousand times during a classroom and then check the polls the next day to make the world look stupid. That they, you know, it could be like, should you be able to commit murder or not? You know, and yes. you know, it would be like ninety percent saying yes because we would throw the poll. Not that question, but that that's the type of things we would do. Mm-hmm. Psychology, uh, you know, like if you're sitting at a table and you lean in to talk to somebody, you can make them lean in by the power of your mind. Because if you lean in, they're going to lean in. We would learn stuff like that. But one movie that that we we watched and, and we studied was the movie Sybil, and the movie Sybil had Sally Field in it, and I think she won the Academy Award for it. But it was a woman that had like twenty seven thirty personalities, and in this movie. The way that she has split personalities, say like if one personality knew the lock to a code, none of the other personalities seriously would not know it. 
Yeah. And she would have to be in that mentality to unlock the code. Now, Split is kind of based on the same premise, which is a new movie that just came out from M. Night Shyamalan. And what do you think, Ted? I mean, because it was based on Split personalities, and it's a movie called Split. Well, as we know, Shyamalan came out with, like, Three awesome movies in a row, Six Sense of Breakable Signs. Then Village was kind of back and I liked it. Some people hated it. I, I love Village. And then he fell I apart, felt a shit when he had. He had like four bad, awful movies in a row, which I'll tell you the truth. I watched The Happening the other day. It's a stupid movie, but it's not. People act like that's one of the I worst like movies it. ever made. Yeah, that's my least favorite of M. Night. But I don't understand. But I liked it. I, I really it's not as bad. It. I don't see why that's considered. So, I mean, it's stupid, but it's not awful. I, I don't know. Um, but this movie was like, I remember he became a joke, right? He became a joke. And then everybody started talking about his new movie Split is coming, and the buzz started getting that it was pretty good. Um, and I started getting to where I wanted to see it because I've always liked him. And uh, something going back to spoilers, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I actually had one of the big twists of this movie spoiled for me on the internet. Oh. I did, but you know how I had it spoiled? How? Fucking Yahoo.com. But I'll tell you, it's a spoiler that did not ruin the movie for me. It made me want to see the movie even more. Because when I read it, I was like, that actually makes me want to see it more because that sounds amazing. It Yahoo.com had a headline that says, M. Night Shyamalan, something, something, something. And you know how you have that little, like, they give you a preview, like the first paragraph, and it says, read more? The first line that was not uh, even, was like, no. we all know that da, 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 da. Uh. So, and it wasn't like and it was just on the front page. I was like checking my mail. It was on the front page. So I was like, but it was a thing. I was like, fuck. But then I was like, that actually sounds awesome. So I wanted to go see it. But uh, I'm going to say up front that I would give the I give this movie an A plus plus rating. I thought it was nice. amazing. I heard I it's really good. I thought so it was bad. unbelievable. His performance was really good because you know it's there's an ad that's on TuneIn. Mm-hmm. And on the ad on TuneIn says, you know, you know, you don't have to save the world to be a savior. You know, like when an actress goes to act, when the bell rings, she's got to play somebody totally different from who she is. Mm-hmm. Now, in this movie, his characters were spot on. Yeah. One of the main characters was a nine-year-old boy, and named, uh, named uh, Hedwig. Hedwig, and H- when Hedwig came. It changed the whole premise of the movie. All right, when the movie first starts, you get uh, you get Walter White. What was it when he was bad? Walter White. Uh, he's Dennis. Dennis, but, but what, well, is, what is Walter well, White was, called? Set up the prim- oh, uh, I don't. But well, set up the premise of this movie. It's a very simple premise. Three girls get kidnapped by James McAvoy, and they start to realize he has got an absolute out of control split personality. Disorder. Twenty-seven. Twenty-three. Twenty-three split personalities. But in, in the movie, his the parts where you fear him, guys, you're like, holy shit, this dude's a maniac. What, what, what was Walter White's name when he was the bad guy? When it, you know, you know, Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Yes, Heisenberg. <laughs> like when he was almost – when Dennis is kind of like Heisenberg, that's who he reminds me of. You really mm-hmm. fear him. You're like, you know what? He would fucking gut you and drink your blood and eat your guts while you watch before you die. Type person, but when he- when Hedwig is when he when he comes in and you're like holy shit he's Hedwig, you feel totally safe. It's crazy how his acting changes 
each yeah. chapter of the movie. Because sometimes he'll go away and he'll come back and he's a woman in high heels. And he'll Jesus go away and he'll come Oscar worthy? Yeah, James McAvoy. I'm not even so. kidding. I thought. I hope they remember him a year from now. I was going to say, this like, oh, came out so early. He should win. He should be nominated for an Academy. It was. It was like Heath Ledger's The Joker level of holy shit. This guy's acting his ass off. Yeah, it was unbelievable. You feel it? Like I said, when he's a nine-year-old boy, you're like, oh, we're safe. When you, let's get the fuck out of this room. But then you know, it, it's it's you know, there's other characters, and you see a lot of characters, and you see a lot of the scientific study of him with his doctors and. The people and the reasons, and I, I thought it was a really good. And they movie. also really, I, I think it's Academy Award uh, worthy. They, Hopefully, they do a great nominated. job of going into the psychology of one of the kidnapped victims. The girl who was a star of The Witch has something right. in her past, and the way they sort of put her psychology of how she's not so scared of what, anything that's happening because she's she's <clears> sort of been there, done that with horrible things happening. Yeah. Now the twist. Where's the not other big kidnapped victim? And I'm not well, going to say not, nothing, Matt. I'm not going to say nothing. I can take off my see, things. What? There was really what I would call a twist. They do something in the movie, and I don't think this is this is not spoiling. There's not really a twist to this movie, but what they do is they do like a, a Marvel movie where the credits start, and then it comes back up with an additional scene, and the additional scene flips the entire movie on its head. Yeah. You're like, what? And it's a thing that I think a lot of – I've heard a lot of people don't understand what it means. <clears throat> but I obviously understood. A lot of people don't – there's now, people that will see it and not get it. Now, I, I want to tell you my twist, but, Matt, you can't listen. No, okay. Gonna, I'm going to have you because I really want to listen. Type, type in chat when you're done. All right. Everybody yeah. that doesn't hear, get off. John yeah, Martin, let me get off real quick. Split. I'll just take yeah. my head. Off. We're gonna audience listening. We're gonna spoil split right now, yeah, and we're we'll, gonna spoil it. But Ted, I'm gonna tell you what. <coughs> I, what I thought this, I thought, I thought what split was gonna. You be. doing it now? Yeah, yeah, we're talking now. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll take some chat when we're done. Give us three, four minutes. Is everybody off? And everybody out of chat, please mute because I want to tell what I thought the word split meant. All right. The way. The way that he does his twist, as we saw in The Village and all these other movies, there's always some epic twist. I swear, Ted, I thought whenever she was saved at the end, she was going to look in the mirror and, and she was him. She was going to be the uh, – she was the 20 – they kept saying throughout the movie that he had a 24th personality and they did not – had no one had ever seen it. Right. But I, um, I honestly thought that that the twist was, was you know, there was only two people that were captured and one of his personalities – was one of the kidnapped victims because she remember she was quiet and never really wanted to help. But I, I thought yeah. I thought she was gonna look in the mirror and it was gonna be him. Yeah. Would that well, have made sense? Yeah, it actually would have. But what what the twist is, what happens is the movie's very basic where throughout the whole film, I'm just gonna sum it up real quick, he's he kidnaps these three girls and he keeps talking about that that they're they're basically food. And he says they're food for – like they keep saying he's coming and you're going to be his food yeah. and he's coming and no one knows what he's talking about. And then his psychiatrist is like there's a 24th personality we've never seen. And he keeps saying the beast is coming, the beast, the beast. And they set up in the movie that each personality – yeah, like you said, like one personality might know the co combination, but the other personality doesn't. You're right. And they say in this like – each personality might have different abilities. Like this one can speak Spanish. This one can't. This one can do something. This one can't do. Um, this, that, this that's real. I mean, I've watched documentaries on this. That's a real thing. Sickness that people have. 
But they even set up like one personality might be blind and then another one's not. They get to like some crazy stuff that, that starts happening. Well, uh, he said that his split personality disorder started when he was young. His mom abandoned him and she got on a subway train and abandoned him. Yeah. I think. And that's when he started having his split personality problem. Well, he keeps talking about this thing called the beast is coming. The beast is coming. Well, towards the end of the movie, he goes out back to the subway where his mom left him and he leaves flowers and gets on the train and he starts like tra- he starts like growling and like almost like a werewolf type thing yeah. and then suddenly you see these images of this guy just running through the city at night like a million miles an hour and he has turned into the beast the 24th personality that the others all serve is the beast and he and he and they've brought these three girls to be fed to the beast and he comes back and it's James McAvoy but he's like Huge. He's Huge. like ripped, busting veins and but veins busting, ripped. He and he can like crawl up walls like a lizard, and he's like running like a lion would run. And it's it sounds cheesy, but it's it's fucking awesome. And so the last part of this movie is him like hunting down these three girls. Um, and uh, uh, the but the twist it's the twist gets to one of the girls gets away, and James McAvoy gets away. The beast gets away. Yeah. And the big twist you realize at the end of this movie is it takes place in the same universe that Unbreakable takes place in. Yeah. Where the end of the movie is he gets away and they're talking on the news in a cult cafe and someone says, the, uh, this, this maniac who can transform himself into a monster has escaped. The media has already given him the name The Horde because his – and somebody says the horde. That that sounds like that's a crazy name. That reminds me of that guy that was in the wheelchair all those Mr. years ago. Glass. And then suddenly Bruce Willis is sitting in the cafe and he's in his David Dunn security outfit. And he says his, they called him Mr. Glass. And you realize what you've been watching for two hours was the origin story of a supervillain for Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. Yeah, to, for, for for Bruce Willis to fight. You basically watched like the Green Goblin origin story. That was Tim. You watched a two-hour movie that told the origin story of this new supervillain called the Horde that yeah. Bruce Willis is going to fight in Unbreakable 2. Without any spoilers, because you have no clue what you're watching. You're, you're just watching yeah. this movie, you're enjoying it, and you're like, you, you know, you know, you're like, wow, man. You know, it, once you see the beast crawling upside down, you know, he climbs on walls and all this other stuff, you're like, and then you realize, you know what? Mr. Glass got the Unbreakable story, the Horde, the, the, the villain story, now there's going to be a trilogy to where they battle each other. And dude, a trilogy. I, I think it's this be is good. split is un, split is split is te- the big twist and split is it's basically unbreakable too. Yeah, is the twist and uh, yeah, and he's it looked it was not cheesy like he's crawling. He starts doing supernatural things where it's like this was like this realistic split personality movie. Now he's doing supernatural shit, and you're kind of like this is kind of weird. Then you realize, oh my god, it's a superhero movie. Yeah. And, and this is the new. This is like uh, the fucking Killer Croc character in Batman. Um, so yeah. I, I had heard the, the spoiler. I heard somebody said it takes place in the Unbreakable universe. Yeah, was the spoiler I heard before I saw it. But that actually made me go from I kind of want to see it to I was like I, I want to see it immediately. Ah, and, see, and I didn't realize this. Did you see what Jager's put into chat? No, what he say? Because you remember, he left flowers everywhere. The girls are like, "We we must be special because there's flowers in the bathroom. Where you know, there's flowers everywhere." Uh-huh. He says that's why he left the flowers at the train station. That's why he had to transform there. So I didn't catch that. Oh, wait, wait, what? Why, why do you have to transform at the train station? Somebody left flowers on the at the train station. 
No, I thought that was because that was the, the train his mother got on when she left him. Yeah, that that must have been it. I guess the connection or whatever. But he um, what else was I going to say about his character? But he, yeah, his acting at like at the end, he he's so strong. Like the girl locks herself in a cage, and he's actually bending the bars, and he's got that look on his face with all the blood, and it's it, it's it's unbelievable. James McAvoy, all the range from all the, from going from like this privacy, like he plays a woman to he's a rampaging monster at the end. And and it was, it's weird because you know the 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 accents were spot on, the. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know, man. I, I just think it was good. It was believable. Like Ted, did you really feel safe when Hedwig was was on there? Yeah, like, like, yeah. You, like, like, like you lost your off fear in the movie. But then he when was Heisenberg sweet. was and, around, and the woman, the woman character Dennis. was very. The woman character was pretty. Like she came in, like do their hair, and was very nice. But then, like Dennis was this big, like, like sort of. He had like a New York accent, and was an asshole. But I, I don't know. I thought it was an amazing movie, even if it didn't have the unbreakable twist. I thought it was great, but it being a sequel to Unbreakable, which I think is like one of everybody's favorite movies, like <laughs> that movie, uh, and that's why I say a lot of people won't get it because that movie's pretty old. Yeah, you know, and and, Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis, and well, you, you know, and for the, the they don't remember we Mr. Glass. People probably seen it, don't even realize it, but it, you, you know, he he, the guy that would break all of his bones, and yeah. And stuff. So they could do Unbreakable three, I guess, or the next one, and have Bruce Willis be fighting Mr. Glass and the Horde, and it'd be like a fucking badass, like, and make it, but and make it very realistic. And I think they could do something amazing with the next one. Um, but uh, but people we'll have to see it. You know what I mean? They, they like 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 we went, uh, we went with ten guys, right? And me and Ashton watched Unbreakable a while back, but Ashton remembered maybe three of the ten people. Got it. Yeah. Oh, who the fuck's Mr. Glass? Why's Bruce Willis in this movie? Yeah, what's Bruce Willis in this movie? And we, well, we you know what's interesting? And, and, and the people that we were explaining to had saw Unbreakable, and they were like, oh, I remember that movie. But they didn't get it until ago. we pointed it out. It's 15 years ago. Yeah. So, again, they even said in the movie, who was that guy 15 years ago, that crazy guy? It's like, oh, Mr. – well, and also, you notice the end, I noticed uh, right away – when it's showing the horde, uh, James McAvoy's looking in the mirror and all his person, he's flipping through all his personalities. That's the theme song from Unbreakable. Yeah. So when I was watching, I was like, "Oh my god, that's the theme music from Unbreakable playing." The like the, uh, I'm gonna hum it and sound stupid, but the like, you know, then it starts going into the drum beat, like the. Because you think 15 years, Ashton ain't but 14. So a lot of people that's going to see this movie was not even born to maybe five years old when when Unbreakable came out. And a breakable was not a big grossing movie, so it's kind of crazy that this is like this big reveal. It's like a cult, cult, classic, it's a, yeah, cult yeah. classic, yeah. But I, I got so as a person who loves that's my favorite Shyamalan movie by a mile, is Unbreakable. Yeah, I was like, this is. I, I'll tell you right now, at the end of the year, Split will be in my top five, <laughs> without a doubt. All right, should we pull the guys back in? Yeah. Wow, an M Night so. movie. He's usually a hit or miss. I'm well, back. he knocked. I thought he knocked in. this one out of the park, and it's been and, number one for two weeks. It's yeah, so Hannibal Lecter didn't eat everybody. Yeah, so when you find out James McAvoy's been dead the whole time at the end, yeah, uh, it's crazy. What? Did you find out he's Professor X the whole time? Yeah, he turns into Patrick Stewart at the end. I, uh, wait, I want to tell you something, Gabe. I knew it. Gabe, yes, I, sir. Now hear me out. <laughs> I know your cup of tea, right? Mm-hmm. I and. and Zip it, Tiger. Don't say a word of what we've been talking about. 
It don't say a word, Tiger. Don't say a word. Me and Ted know your cup of tea. We know what you're about. We know what makes you thrive. Really? <laughs> Comic world. Comic world. Here's a war in Marvel, motherfuckers, and yeah. Star Wars. Here's a war in Marvel, but I'm telling you, Gabe. I'm telling you, go see it tomorrow before this is ruined. Because when it comes to comics, it's going to blow your fucking mind. You have to go see it tomorrow, Gabe. See what, Split? Yes. Okay, but, no, I, I have... On a comic level, you need to go see Split tomorrow before... Because somebody's going to spoil it for you after they hear this. I, I, had, I had the twist spoiled for me, but I, it was not a thing I was nope. mad about. I, okay. I was, I, as I said, I was, I was sort of... I, was 50, I think oh, so, we're done. So we're done. But I was saying I was 50. No, we're done. And then when Yahoo kind of ruined it for me, I was like, it made me go, I, I have to see it now. And we just know what makes Gabe's heart beat, and I can't believe he hasn't seen it yet. It no, dude, we like tried right to now. see it. We, we really tried to see it over the weekend, but just things came up where we didn't get a chance to. Trust me, dude, this is like high on our list to go see right now. Yeah, tomorrow, man. The acting is uh, James McAvoy in this movie is – not even kidding. It's one of the best performances I may have ever we seen. We tried to watch it on my Amazon Fire Stick on, on Saturday night, but it was uh, it, the access to get that wasn't, wasn't – it didn't work, I guess. So. And, and for me, again, and I'll speak just like most of the M. Night movies that I've saw, it's a one time in a lifetime to see. And, you know, most movies you can watch by his, and you know what? You've seen it once, no need to see it again. And yeah. it's the same for me, but you got to see it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely I mean, touch it. it. That's going to be a must either this this week for sure. I don't yeah. know about tomorrow, but I'll definitely see it by this week. Well, Ted Ted Bracewell gives a split a fucking, like, A+. Plus. Plus. I give it a four-star four, four star rating. I thought it was amazing. The budget of that movie. Oh, is. I want Matt, to see you got to see it, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. We, we really want to see it. We're going to go see it. Does the movie have any cool effects? And i, I got to be honest. It, it doesn't have – it doesn't have to be theatrical. You just need to see it soon. Like the maybe the the nigger flicks. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you know what movie you guys got to check out? I'm not going to go into my feel about it, but uh, it was Patriots Day with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, the, the Boston Marathon. The Boston Marathon bombing movie? That. Dude, that was really good. We saw it over oh, on Saturday I don't night. Bombs. It's really good. Oh. We got bombs here. What's going on? Call your mother. Tell her I said hi. The bomb dude, is coming. Anyone seen Evil, the final chapter? This movie, dude. Was it really deep and strong? Yeah, it was strong, on. yeah. Tell the kids I love them. I went to college up in math. I love their accent. I can listen to it over and over and over again. Yeah, the chowder was really strong. I fast-forwarded chat, guys. Yeah. For... Thank you. Because, Matt, you weren't looking at chat, were you? I saw something, but it was just a theory. I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here. What's the theory? Yeah, I you thought were, we were talking I, I about the theory you read. I didn't see it. What is it? The the Bruce Willis, Dave Mack. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Come on. So, so, I didn't see any theory. No, you're not in a race, guys. I, I just typed a bunch of stuff to get the scriptures that were on there off of the screen so they don't see it. Yeah, don't in respect to Gabe, Norma, and Matto. But yeah, uh, it's good it, stuff. I, well, I'm going to watch it for sure. That's that's, yeah. you know, that's two like like good movies for me this week: The Resort and Split. And The Resort, yeah, most people have Netflix now. So it's uh, matter of fact, did did Netflix buy The Resort? Because it seems like it had the net the Netflix tag on it. Maybe that not. Mean Netflix original? Because a lot of these shows, I'm like that was on another 
station. Yeah, but I think they bought the rights. So I don't remember if the resort had the Netflix tag on it or not. Yeah, like like Black Mirror was not a Netflix show, but it, it is now. I think they it they is, bought yeah. it. Like Full House wasn't. The new Riverdale show is a CW show. I found out, and the it makes Archie a lot of show. sense. Yeah, the Archie show. Based on the Archie comics, CNN. Lately, be honest. Yeah, I gotta get off the news. We have eight minutes left of this show, Matt. Series of unfortunate events. Do this. Yeah, let's do this. Wait, oh no, don't spoil it. I gotta hang up, guys. Do I have to get off for this too? (laughs) I don't think so. Why does go ahead? I'm just kidding. Real quick, because he's a comic guy. Ben Affleck is not directing. Yep, just big, big, big news just dropped too. Let me ask you real quick. Uh, why is why has DC and Warner Brothers already completely fucked the DC universe this bad this quick? Go, oh, dude! I heard that Wonder Woman it. is a hot mess already. I've heard from Justice what, I, from what I've heard. Justice League uh, heard. is awful. Wonder Woman's awful. I like Batman vs Superman, even though it was awful. I admit I'm one of the few the people who really liked Batman vs Superman. Was, awful. was redeemable somewhat, but the reason, yeah, but look, it's, the, and it's like why do you put that in the theater? The reason but how why have they ba- fucked uh, this this bad is that. The reason why Ben Affleck is not directing the Batman is because he and the studio decided that he can't direct and act in the movie at the same time. So he's going to be producing it said he while starring in the script it. As well. okay, Affleck, people have done that before. Ben Affleck should be running the whole show. They're letting Zach dumbass Snyder fuck this thing up. Ben Affleck is an Academy two-time Academy Award winner. He should be running it all. Well, but what no. they did is they recently got Jeff Johns, who is in, who's in charge of DC Comics for a long time. He actually is going to be doing DC Entertainment. So I don't know if it's too late for him to salvage or how much input he did on Wonder Woman. But I'm hoping he kind of uh, – he's kind of like the – he's going to be the new Kevin Feige for, that Marvel has that kind of keeps the cohesiveness going on with all the movies. But that's what Jeff Johns is supposed to do. He didn't do that in the first two movies, but he was brought on – well, just recently for that. Also, very, they, they for that very thrown role. out the Flash script and are rewriting the whole Flash script. That well, I'm sure Jeff Johns has a lot to do with it because some of the best comic books ever written were done by Jeff Johns as far as the Flash. So all I know is they're supposed we'll to do an Aquaman going... movie also. Well, that's, oh, that's been, a, yeah, that's Wan. that's been. I have more faith in that because James Wan made it, but it's weird how and Jason Marvel... Momoa is a pretty badass. So I Marvel's think made what should... seventeen movies, and they've not they've not made a really a, a bad one. It, it, it's, it's like it's like I mean, they they're not getting... some people's cup of tea, but they've all been successes, and they haven't critically they've all been successes. But and it's like some DC people just dropped the ball immediately. Yeah, yeah. Such I a know, shame. I know. They, they, that uh, Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad were supposed to take down the the Marvel juggernaut, but it didn't happen. So. And I, I saw Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad recently. Gotta admit, man, yeah. I liked it. With the exception well, of Harley you know Quinn. what? David Goyer went, came back recently and says that he kind of wished that he had kept Joker as the main villain. Yeah. When you threw in the whole supernatural part with the Enchantress, who probably could have killed killed the whole crew. Especially Harley Quinn, who has no superpowers whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Um, but yet you you put you pit them against this this demonic entity that's been around for eight e- ages. But it looks like a monster that like Kratos yeah. fighting at the end of God of War. It's like Zool. It looks like Zool. Yeah, it was it's very like, Zool. But uh, uh, Zool, I, I didn't want to so. cut off Madden. So tell us about for- unfortunate events. Sorry, sorry. Okay, we'll go back to us. That was an uncanny expo thing. Right. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, so on Netflix, they released um, uh, Lemony Snicket, a series of unfortunate events. 
with uh, you remember the movie came out? It was it was Jim Carrey, right? Who played uh, mm-hmm. who played Olaf? And now it's Neil Patrick Harris. And if you like if you like Split with one character playing a ton of different characters, Neil Patrick Harris plays a bunch of different uh, characters as well. Because the whole conceit is that he keeps trying to get these orphans get their fortune by dressing up as new roles and new characters. Yes, and um, it's very dark for a kids type of show, Norma. Yes, and the but the books were very dark as yeah. well. I've read all the books. I've owned them all, and you know I like in the story. And it's really not a spoiler because it pretty much tells you this in the beginning of the first episode that this, you know, they're like, if you want to go see a beautiful ending and you want to see flowers and birds tweeting in the meadows, this is not your movie. This is not your show. It's not something that has a happy ending. So it's already telling you through different points throughout the series that it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be dark. And pretty much it's, wow, I'm I'm impressed. With Neil Patrick Harris and like, Patrick Warburton as well as uh, Lemony Snicket, the narrator, I loved him. Yes, was to my husband. He said from the Tick. Yeah, was, and Putty. It was Putty. Yeah, it was Putty. Yeah. But he plays the narrator of. Uh, he's he's Lemony Snicket, and you don't really know how he fits in the story. That's the whole mystery, like who Lemony Snicket is, what happened in the past, because there's a whole mystery that's going on with this secret society as well. And it's it's kind of like what it's like Tim Burton meets. Indiana, oh, I don't know. How would you describe it? Because it's not, it's not like too playful, but it's also, it's like you're, mm, really, I, I want to say, the style. I think know? it's more like Indiana Jones meets Harry Potter in, in a crazy kind of way. Because you have this incredible it's adventure. Ad- <laughs> Are you making fun of me? This no. is this crazy adventure of these three little kids who just became orphans. But with a really dark background to it. A lot of and murders, a lot of deaths yes. going on around them. And yeah. it's not done in a pretty way. It's just, it's very blatantly there. And even the color, the cinematography, the background, everything all about it just screams, this is dark. This is not going to be gentle. And, yeah. you know, I think the book was aimed for kids about to 12 to 13 years old. And, you know, of course, adults. But I would probably place it a little bit higher only because of its darkness and how each um, person meets their demise throughout this this series. Plus, you, you have to understand, here's an adult man that is trying to get this fortune and doesn't matter who he's taking out as far as killing along the way. Yeah. Oops, I guess I must have said Siri because she just started typing everything I was talking about. I don't know, Freeman, I think your kids would love this. Um, Game oh, and it's, it's an enjoyable series. I really like it. And I, there's definitely got to be a season two. So. Oh, definitely, because they didn't finish the story. And the thing that's no. great about it is not just like the little bit, like the darkness behind it, but the humor. It's just like dry sense of humor, but absolutely yeah. hysterical. Like my son is like, oh, I'm not going to like this. And I look over and he's laughing. Like he and he's shaking his head, like, "Oh, I get it. I see it now." It was pretty well done. You know, I like the movie that came out several years ago, but it felt like they put the first three books together and they jumbled the order the order completely out. Okay. And this in this particular way, you know, and of course Netflix has more time. They're a little over an hour each episode, 
so they have more liberties on what to put on to the you know to the programming so they really go into each book in a detailed way in fact some of the episodes get two episodes for a book which i think is great cool um and it, of course it's all in order now the neat thing that i like about it that i will say and, and maybe maybe it's a slight spoiler but I'm not going to say where, but what you're seeing is a lot of information that we didn't get till the towards the end of the book. So it's kind of cool to see that. So if you've read the books, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, definitely give it a nice. shot. Do you, my, ki- you're, my kids just dig stuff like that, so I definitely got, got to dig it. Get it this is, and I never knew Neil Patrick Harris could sing. Like, Yeah, well, he was he, in uh, Dr. Evil or... or uh, I'm evil. Yeah. Dr. Horrible. Dr. Um, Horrible. Dr. Horrible. Yeah, Dr. Horrible. Yeah, the musical. Yeah. Yes. And my, my husband was like, you didn't know this? I'm like, oh. I'm like, I had no idea. So, but he's actually very much impressed me. I, I didn't realize he was, he had such an array or such a, a way of portray, portraying different characters. You know, I grew up watching him as Dr. You know, Doogie Howser. So it was weird to see him. And I mean, I'm impressed with what he's done in this. He's no James McAvoy. Well, (laughs) you know what? I think it's a different caliber of James McAvoy because it's not meant to be super serious of a story. I mean, he was really good in, um, what's the movie with Ben Affleck and Gone Girl? Yes. Gone Girl. He was really good in that too. I still need he, to see that movie. Yeah, there was there was some that's brutal, great, some great movie, in that movie. Sean, you got to see that. <laughs> yeah, I want to. But so it's good. Yeah. Go watch it. Sit down and do it. It's um maybe eight episodes, and I think you won't be disappointed. You're gonna really like it. It's because once you get into it, you're gonna really want it. See see it go through, and I'm excited to see what the second half is gonna bring us. Not like that OA movie. Show that Mac keeps. Oh, playing. it was great. <laughs> I, I, hear, I, I hear a lot of up and downs about it. Like some people say it's great, some people say it's not. I'm great. on episode four, and I'm still waiting for that pow moment. It's the journey. It's the journey, Norma. Oh, I'm, stop! I'm trying to hang on to that journey, but I'm getting Don't pushed out. Stop believing. <laughs> I'm having to finish it now that I'm deep into it, but I don't know. I believe, I believe, I believe. Where have I seen the kid from, though, Matt? Where do I know that kid from? Which, in OA? Yeah, the bully. Uh, I don't know, but he's a great actor in the OA. I kiss you every minute, every now, I do have to say that the very first episode, when we meet him, I was very shocked. I was not expecting yeah. such he's a very the- um, graphic moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, (laughs) touching me. I believe in a thing. You touch it. I'm not doing it in a while. All right, I'm going to lead. I'm going to lead. All right, you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Woke up to the sound of pouring rain. When it was all the tears you cried that call my name. I'm doing the I'm doing the sound. When you needed me, I came through. 
Paint a picture. The days gone by. The days gone by. You gotta do the guitar like doodly doo sounds. That makes it. That wait, sells wait, 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 wait. I guess some good. I guess some good. We've never done this. Let's improvise. Let's improvise. The first line is "Woke up to the sound of pouring rain." Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if me and me and Ted could duet with the Spanish background of onslaught. <laughs> <laughs> can you do it for us? Can you help get us out? Get with out dude, your, I don't even know what the fucking song you're singing, dude. So yeah, I'm get out your grass part, dude. Remember you. <laughs> What are those things that, uh, that uh, they play? The uh, uh, they they shake them. They're called the uh, like mariachi. Uh, maracas, maracas. Uh, your maracas. Let's play. Hey, I remember you. <laughs> here you go. T- here you go, game. <laughs> Dude, we don't play maraca. Same the Selena version. But... Can you hear Isn't it? that like? Uh, is it, shouldn't Normie be playing the maracas? Yeah, game. Okay. Yes. You do me oh, a favor. Uh, us beaners, we play like those. What do you call those harps? Those harps. Gabe, we, okay. we need we need Ooh. some backup. Me and Sean need some backup music. So <laughs> you please head on down to uh, Most Icely and get the Cantina Band. Yeah, the Jizz Band. You mean? The Cantina Band to come. We need. Uh, we need. That, that, that music style is called jizz in the Star Wars universe. Is it? I swear to God. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it jizz is. Music. You don't hear the music. John, well, I know Gabe lives. Gabe, Gabe lives just about like a stone's throw. I know. No shit. Most ice hot as it is down. Did y'all hear that music? Like it was on mute. I did. No, I heard Tatooine it. Sometimes. Okay. I thought I was on mute the whole time. It was me and Sebastian Bach, guys. Sebastian was here. Sebastian. He's on uh, Trailer Park Boys a lot. Sebastian Bach. Is he really? Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's, that's actually uh, a game that's so close to most nicely. You can hear the music sometimes. Yeah, do you great. ever get annoyed hearing that every night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I know. Are you kidding me? Like, not again. I think yeah, that's... How, how one more time. You're a knock on your door and it's stormtroopers looking for a droid. How often does that happen? For the love of God, these are not the droids. These are not the droids. They're not the droids. I don't have your droids. All right, what is Canada? Along. Move along. Canada is a country in the northern half of North America. Yeah, half, bitch. <laughs> Matt, real quick. What? Floral Dude, of Tucson, Tucson is, is borderline Mises? Tatooine, so I, I know the feeling. Yes Mises. or no? I don't know. Is it Mises? Plural of moose. 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 Yes, it was a very, there were 15 very moose on the pond. A heated debate in my house of about a week and a half ago. Apparently it's Moose, according to which Moose, yeah. But not according to them, according to Matt. Yeah, but do you get mad when somebody comes comes to your neck of the woods and they say, God, it's hot as Jakku up in here. And you're like, <laughs> what would you, you fucking say? And you punch him. Uh, yeah. Jakku, Jakku is like, Jakku uh, is Tatooine's like, Shelbyville. It's like Tatooine, yeah. Tatooine's Shelbyville. Yeah. Do you like? Do you trade with those sand people, or do you like? Do you try to stay away from them. No, we stay away from them. You I saw mean, what Anakin did to those savages. So that's have a couple of them kind of taking them. For I think their, they should build a wall around Tatooine and keep them out. They really didn't put much effort into that Jakku. It's like really, it's like the Star Wars has always defined itself by every planet is completely unique with a unique climate. They're just like this is just Tatooine exactly, but we're going to call it Jakku. 
It even had like pod racers and moisture evaporator. It was just fucking Tatooine, but they just to make it different for some Tatooine. reason. That, no, no, I wonder. I wonder if they're gonna do a, a, a go back. I wonder if they're gonna go back to Jakku at all. Jacuzzi. Any of the movies. Jacuzzi. Are there jacuzzis on Jakku? I, I just I don't know why they just made the exact same planet and then called it something else. Dude, I like the Taj Point O where they uh. Well, they they've been making the exact same movie and calling it something else. <laughs> well, I do know. It, I think Jakku's meant your to be mouth, a, Bradford. Jakku's meant, <laughs> meant to be a junk planet. Tatooine Poontine. Junk planet, but they didn't really have a lot of junk on it. It's meant to be a junk planet. But they, it's pretty much like Tatooine. Right, right. Hey, did you guys listen? Rogue One. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to get to the wrap-up show, but Gabe, yeah, I, I told you yeah. to listen, and Ted, I told you to listen because you guys – uh, our listeners, or, or kind of listeners, but did did you listen to the nerd the nerdist uh, with Mark Hamill? I yeah, did. With Mark Hamill. I did. It, it, it was good. a good episode. Awesome. I didn't realize, dude. He nailed Harrison Ford. That was good. He did. He, when, when he was like, <laughs> "Take a ride on a plane," <laughs> dude. I laughed. Read any I Trump at, tweets no, as no, the Joker? Stop. No. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Well, when he talked. Everybody needs to listen, whether you're a fan of the Nerdist or not. Some of his episodes are really good, but the one with Mark Hamill on it was, was good, good because yeah. to hear his story of becoming Luke Skywalker, you know, he, he was told all these stories and, you know, he had signed on to do the movie and didn't even realize what he had signed on to, you know. Well, it could have been what he said. Kurt Russell uh, did a pretty damn good job, too, in the auditions. And Kurt Russell seems more like a uh, Han Solo type character, but I guess he auditioned for Luke's part as well. Mm. Yeah. But, 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 he, he was doing a Mark. I mean, uh, damn, who Harrison did you just say? Ford. Harrison Ford. Ford. He, yeah. You know, he, he was doing a uh, copy of his voice. He's like, this is one thing you never want to hear. He's like, hey, kid, want to go for a ride on a plane? Dude, I laughed so hard, man. I was, yeah, I was working was by myself at work. But to hear how much of a comic book fan he is of it, you know, like, like him even being in the movies tries to look into details to find – deeper of the story of the movies that he made years ago it's crazy how much of a nerd well, he's got that show collector's stuff. quest but apparently you got to pay for it to to watch it collector's quest yeah or something but, like that but did you you enjoy the episode i thought it was pretty good yeah i did yeah i heard it the next day that you told me to check it out it was good i've been listening to that other guy a lot mark it's another podcast. It had James Hetfield on it. Mark yeah. Maron, yeah. Oh, Mark Maron. That was a good episode with Hetfield. Yeah, with Hetfield. And, you know, everybody's – I like, I like Hetfield a lot after hearing some of these podcasts with him, dude. Yeah, I like Mark. But James Hetfield, you know, I mean, almost lost it talking about the loss of his mother, and they lost her to religion because, you know, they, they – in their They didn't religion, believe in – they didn't believe in help, and he had to doc, mom, yeah, medical bet, help. Hatfield, I mean, got pretty deep on that episode. Mark Maron's pretty Listen deep. to the Joe Rogan episode with Hetfield is really good, too. They go a little bit deeper. It's really good, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was on Nerdist also, but Kirk Hammett was with him on that one. You know, Kirk Hammett was at New York Comic Con. No, Mad Monster Party in Charlotte a couple years ago, and I didn't go that year. And my cousin went. And uh, if you bought the book, you got the, the autograph for free. So he paid the 20 bucks, waited in line, and got to meet Kirk Hammock, a picture and autograph for 20 bucks. Yeah, I was supposed to meet Kirk at San Diego a couple of years ago. Last year I met Slayer, but the year before I was supposed to meet Kirk because he, produ- he was selling his action figure uh, line that he's, he came out with. I um, mean, he was, uh, he was uh, signing the, the figures at the uh, Metal Blade uh, records, like their booth and stuff. And that's yeah. where Slayer was at this year, so. Because, like, 
like I think what it was is the way that my cousin explained it was, you know, Kirk Hammett's worth what $150 million. I mean, so he's not nickel diamond everything. So if you bought his book, you know, he signed, took photos and everything just for buying his book as a thank you. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. But, you know, he's already mega rich anyway. Unlike the the ten thousand dollar episode, uh, Walking Dead people. Mm. You know what? When I went to Walker Stalker last time, I think Ted's gone. I think Ted. Yeah, gone. Ted's yeah, um, battery battery died. Oh, his battery died. Okay, but, but you know, the last time, whenever we were just at Walker Stalker, I almost felt sad for some of the actors. Like, oh, you almost want to be like, "Hey, man, here's an extra ten bucks." Yeah, it's kind of sad when you see no one going to their booth sometimes. Uh, yeah, like like even Abraham. Like, that's the worst. You know, even though he just got killed, I, you know, I almost had that beggar feel. I mean, it, I know it was a con. I mean, I don't want to sound weird, but I almost felt bad for him. Like they were, you know, a monkey in a box trying to collect money. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You get, no, you get, I get you that. Get I see that. I see that a lot skull. too. Lou Ferrigno is, is – he looks kind of uh, sad and pitiful sometimes when he's sitting there. At the cons, trying to get some somebody yeah. to take a picture with him. He's pretty expensive, though. Yeah, but guys, you got an extra long episode this week. We've been putting out last couple of weeks, you know, because I had vacation coming up and the holidays and all that. But uh, looks like we're back on the two-hour track of Zombie Cast. But let's get to the wrap-up show. And Gabe, Mister Onslaught, I want to thank you uh, for coming on and hanging out with us. Dude, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to do it sooner, more than later. So, good. Any, anytime That's you guys awesome. need me on. It, it was good oh, to hear your voice, man. I really do miss uh, Uncanny X Bros. Yeah, dude, my page is still pretty uh, flourishing with all. We, it's real Star Wars heavy right now, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Matt's like scroll, 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 scroll. No, I think, I think Star Wars. I think. Yeah, but yeah, it, we usually go through. We usually go through whatever's hot. As far as I'm sure, we're gonna plaster the shit out of Guardians or Logan or whatever is down the road. But yeah, check us out. Check me out on Uncanny X Bros. Facebook group page. If, if you're not in it, you can always just send a, a invitation request, and I can bring you in. It is a private group, but we're like about two, three hundred people deep right now. That's so it's a, I, I, yeah, it's it's a good group, and we just mm-hmm. a lot of interaction, a lot of cool pictures, a lot of cool articles. Right. Some of it's a lot of copy and paste, but then once in a while we get a little original artwork and people showing off their collections or me showing off my comic books and stuff like that. Yeah. So we talk about just about yes. anything. Good, good. Well, I do want to tell you, Gabe, here live on our show of ZombieCast, is that, uh, you know, I enjoyed Uncanny X Bros. Uh, I know how it is sometimes for, for crews not to work out. You know, things don't always go as planned. But I want to tell you, for yourself, you alone could do the show, man. You could bring the show back. You know, I'm sure me, Matt, Ted, Norman would, would help you kick off as guest as having on. But yeah. you, know, you could do a show as solo. But Trust me, I think about that every day there, when I there's, listen to there's other so many people podcasts, out there. Dude. There's so many people out there, Gabe. That uh, I think you would not have troubles uh, getting guests on for one, you no, know, like Jaggers, which is in our chat, uh, the, the whole podcast family you got. But uh, there's no excuses for Uncanny going away. Uh, you no, don't need it's a just, I've just got to stop being you lazy. Got, you, you've got <laughs> family. <laughs> you have a family no. <laughs> to support you in any way that we can. But uh, no excuses, man. Uncanny's uh, got to come back. That's good. Good to hear, man. Thanks. Yep. I, it's it, it's still a possibility. So good, good. Well, you get you got Zombie Cast as a uh, full support, and uh, Miss Norma Latte. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter under Normie four seventy seven, and you can find me on AllGames.com Thursday nights at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Knuckleballer Radio, and you can come game with me on Xbox Live under Normie Bug. Nice, nice, and Mister Meadow McFly, my good buddy. 
Where can people find you? <coughs> well, hey, buddy. Uh, obviously here and on the No Sleep podcast and uh, just around, man, doing stuff. I auditioned or I applied for a uh, PC game that's being made by a developer in nice. uh, in Ontario. They're looking for voice actors to fill lead roles, so uh, keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, dude. And you know what? Recently, I've noticed you have brought a lot of new ears to ZombieCast, Matt, and I want to thank you for that, dude. You've been directing people our way. Uh, kind of from your past, dude, but uh, people want to follow Matto, man, and you've been sending them over this way into No Sleep, man. And, uh, you know, No Sleep's been a, a huge success, man. I mean, it's, it's, God, I mean, we're one, we're one one thousandth of what No Sleep is. Well, that's so, a huge uh, ensemble thing, but I'm super proud of ZombieCast, so. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Yep. Uh, and you can find Tedekin, uh, our, uh, host, which uh, his battery died at uh, Tedekin everywhere. T E D A K I N Ted A K I N Tedekin. Uh, be sure to follow him there everywhere, and you, you can follow me on Twitter.com/slash FreemanDaddy5. My Xbox One gamer tag is FreemanDaddy7, which I can still sign on there. And I'm going to play Resident Evil 7 this week because you know it's my cup of tea. You know, sometimes Elon Knuckle he'll be like, "Hey man, you need to play this puzzle, you know, horse and sword game." Which uh, I don't know. Resident Jump Evil on 7. Resident <laughs> Evil you're gonna love it, dude. Uh, first, uh, first twenty minutes, you're hooked. You'll love it. So, so even though it's on the Xbox One, can I still play it on? The, so, like, if I go up there, would they have it on three sixers? Strictly Xbox One. Strictly. Xbox oh, one. there's no way. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a pretty powerful game. So, it's, it's uh, you need Xbox One, PS4, right, well, and, and PC. And you know, I, I can go over to Ashton's room and hop on. You know, that's a good. You'll like it. Bonding game. I think that me and him. Yeah, you know, right. But hey, you play for a while, and he will like, you know, the way I used to with with my cousin Gary. That I talk about on Knuckle a lot that, you know, I lost to fucking Final Fantasy and never got him back. But, you need to find some great market sites, uh, Matt, and get get on that Resident Evil. Yeah, I've already found one. I, th- I think I'm going to pick it up pretty soon. Yep. Yeah. And also, I want to thank yeah. Subzy, uh, which Creeper. is a good friend of ours that, uh, you know, he recently <laughs> bought. Uh, we got my son a new one of the Black Yetis, one of the new models of the Yeti mics. Just which call I'm them Yetis now. now. Jesus. And, uh, well, yeah, well, there's one for like 350 and one for 99. So, or Yeti, whatever. But, uh, it, it came with a game and, uh, Subsy bought it from me. I've never sold a code, but, uh, he came through and paid the 25 bucks for it or whatever. It's that game where you hijack the city. What is that? Oh, uh, Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs 2, yeah. So thanks, Subsy, for that. For my mommy was happy. You know what? Filled our gas tank, and uh, it was well worth uh, a free code to you for $25. Bucks. Uh, but uh, be sure to like our, our stuff over on Twitter at ZombieCast World, at Zombie Research Society also, which is the people that back us. And, uh, you know, the leader there is Matt Moak, which uh, you guys have seen on AMC's The Talking Dead. But uh, we have their full support. And then uh, Days of the Dead this weekend, look for Tedekin. He will give you whatever's in his wallet, maybe. <laughs> it's not fact. Call it's me a coming in July. But uh, Gabe, once again, thanks for coming on, man. You rock. Yep. And I'll be in WonderCon in March, dude. Maybe I can meet up with Ted. So that'd be, yeah, that should be yeah. cool. Awesome. That would be awesome. But- same people that run San Diego Comic Con. So it's it's everything con- San Diego Comic Con except for the Hollywood part. But there, it seems like there is going to be a small portion of TV shows stuff there. So. Very cool. Nice, yeah. nice. But on behalf of the Mighty All Games Radio Network, the Zombie Research Society, it's Norma Latte, Tedekin, Manny McFly, Norm Slaught himself, and myself, Freeman Daddy Five. We call episode 236 of ZombieCast. A total. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Later, guys. Bye. Thank you. Adios. Hey, hey, how, how does a how does a buckaroo like you from the cowboy land say goodbye <laughs> from Tucson, Arizona? Well, partner, I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, you're from Tucson. You got you got to do it the cowboy way. How to, partner? Dude, they're so quick. dude. I that that stereotype's dead over here in Tucson. We don't have any. That's that's Tombstone. We're like like There's an hour away from Tombstone. Next time you come, Sean, I'm taking you to Tombstone, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's where I want to go. That's where you're going for sure. I hear the horses are better than uh, Val Kilmer and Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>